Start streaming now. Start streaming. Okay, we have to start talking because it's streaming. We have to go, go, talking. What do we go? What do you mean talking? We got to talk because it's streaming. What? What, already? I don't know. Maybe. There's no one. There's not even anyone there, is there? <laughs> we're live, but there's nobody there. Nobody's home. Mind you, it's probably because they were waiting at 8 o'clock when we were supposed to start, but then somebody decided they couldn't be bothered turning up, and they didn't even bother to let us know. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Yeah. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. This thing sucks. It's the veteran gamers. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. Hello and welcome to episode uh, three four two of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. I don't know what. Do you mind? I'm, I'm using your, I'm using your stress release technique at this very moment. Just a minute, shush. No, but you know what? I think you're overdoing it. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so I'm suffocating. That's not working. Okay. You know, that's not the idea is to just breathe in and breathe out naturally. Well, you're not meant to hold your breath. Well, you can if you want to, but the idea is just to do everything slowly. Don't force anything. You said a number three to hold it in. Until you're ready to let it go. Well, I was holding it in, man, but it, it was starting to strain a bit, man. I thought I was going to suffocate and die. Then you're forcing it. I'm more stressed now. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe the technique isn't for you. Maybe it's not. I mean, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm stressed, because Chinny isn't here again. Well, you know what? We're going to have to let that go. I know. The worst thing you can do with your anger is ignore it, and the second worst thing you can do is cling to it. So what do I have to do to get rid of it, then? What do I do? Well, as I said, I wish I had some foolproof method for releasing anger, but I can no more instruct you on releasing anger than I can teach you how to let go of a pencil. Just relax your hand and the pencil will fall away. Yeah, I guess that's true. You just got to move on. I'm not holding a pencil. I've got remote control. Shall I hold that and see if that falls away? I think you're missing the nature of the allegory. What? I, I don't have to hold a pencil. It's I'm confused. Comparison. It's an analogy. What about a pen? I've got a pen. I think we should move on. Okay, then. Okay. Anyway, welcome, everybody, to the show. Yeah, 342. 342, and we're coming to you. And it's yeah. just the two of us. Because Chini's a pile of poo. Ah! That's the way you're real diva like the flaws it. He just, I just phoned him, by the way, and he just laughed. He thought it was funny that he's not here. He's probably laughing at his own foolishness and how he messed up. I know. I wouldn't mind, but we moved the showtime to accommodate him. Well, we moved it to accommodate you, and then we moved it a different no. time to accommodate him. Well, yeah, I guess. Yep. But at least I accommodated the accommodate-ish. <laughs> all I'm saying is, we all have to make sacrifices. I'm annoyed by him, too. But you know what? It's much more annoying for the listener to not have him here and have us whinging about it than it would be if we just moved on. Yeah, let it go. I'll have to let it go. Let it go. I'll just... 
I'll just let it go a lot, Crowley. Oh, let it go. The cold never bothered me anyway. I have no idea how that song goes. <laughs> have you actually ever seen that? Nope. Film? There you go. And that's why you don't know how the song yeah. goes. But I did see Fight oh. Club where Tyler Durden is talking to Jack with his hand on the steering wheel. And he's like, you're pathetic. Just let go. There you go. That works just equally as, as well, to be same honest. Same message. It's just a, it is the same message. A just a slightly context. different premise. Yeah, exa- well, different context, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, how you doing? I'm all right. I think I'm all right now. I've let it go now. I've breathed in and out three times, and I'm I'm feeling less stressed. Good. Now. If other people it, it get works. less stressed, you should check out my book, Mind Wipe, because it's on there you sale go. now for only one dollar on the Kindle store, and four dollars if you want to buy a paper copy. Shout out to Amras for buying one. What? What? Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, and did did Chini actually buy one? He said he was. Mm-hmm. I just Amaras showed a picture of him reading it, so that's how oh, I know no. he bought one. I believed Chini when he said he bought one. Yeah, and did he look relaxed? Uh, but it, look, it's not like a placebo. You don't eat. The, it's not a pill you eat and suddenly you're relaxed. It takes time. This stuff works over a long period of time. So mm-hmm. hopefully the techniques are useful. You start working on them. Maybe in a little while you see less stress in your life in general. That's what I've seen. I hope other people have similar results. If not, hey, your mileage may vary. You said period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by the way, finish Stranger Things this week. Yeah, and big thumbs up. A big thumbs up. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's not. It's not the deepest TV show. You know, you're not gonna get any sort of. You know. Like big meat out of it, but it, for what it does, it, it's like a popcorn yeah. telly show. That's I mean, most TV shows, especially science fiction shows, don't really have a whole lot of meat on their bones. I mean, Lost certainly doesn't. Star Trek does, I suppose, but I've never got. I mean, there's never been a science fiction show I've ever really been into. But, yeah, it's not The Wire. You know what no, I mean? Right? No show is The Wire. No show is The Wire, but it is for what it does. It does, I think, really, really well. It's so well done. Yeah. Well, all right. So I, definitely recommend it. At some point, we will probably check it out. Yeah. If anybody over the age of about 40 uh, will recognize so much stuff from the childhood, you know, from the 80s. No, it's it's great. For the 80s, yeah. It's great. For the 80s, baby. It's popular on Reddit right now, so. It's good. It, it is excellent. And the, the guys who uh, wrote and directed it, or you know, and produced it, are some, it's called the Duffer Brothers. Yeah. And I'm like, who are they? I've never heard of them. So, I, yeah, well, that's what I thought I'd go and have a look up, see if they, you know, what else they'd done. And the only thing they'd done is uh, direct and write two episodes of Wayward Pines, as far as I can see. Which I've never heard of. Uh, it's a kind of um, sort of David Lynch type telly show. Uh, it's a bit weird. Gotcha. I think it's about like a detective goes missing in this place called Wayward Pines and he's like detective chum goes to look to find out what happened to him, I think is the premise. So it's very sort of Twin Peaks-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've not watched it yet, but like I said, that's that's the only thing I could find that they've done other than this. So it's pretty cool. That, it's going to uh, be their breakthrough. Yeah. You yeah, saw uh, a Women Ghostbusters movie. That was good. 
Yeah, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. Oh, it's nice. I mean, it's not, you know, I think it lacks a little of the depth from the original, but it's got some other really cool stuff in it. They got a really awesome new character and uh, you know, I don't like the fact that the black woman is basically just a token there because she's sassy and she knows the city of New York while the other women are all scientists. But I mean, whatever. It's it's in general it's funny, it's fun, it's good special effects. It's, you know, great popcorn movie. Yeah, well, we're going watching Star Trek on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't have any interest in that, to be honest. But how do you not like Star Trek? Man? I've just never gotten into Star Trek. We tried. We started watching some of the new generation, and it's decent. It's just not my new best jam, as Dubal says. Call yourself a nerd. I call myself a, as Liz Lemon says, I'm not some kind of nerdery slut. Uh, I like Star Wars. All right. Okay. Oh, Chini's here, is he? Uh. Uh-huh. Well, it's not been half an hour, so I'll give him his due. Hello. 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 What the hell are you ringing from? I'm I'm on my phone. Why are you on your phone? Because he wants to talk to us. That's the question is that. I legally pulled over to the side of the road. Why are you pulled over? (laughs) So I could go on to Skype. Oh, I I thought you meant... Like someone pulled you over, like a police. I did not use Skype whilst driving. Yeah, liar. And so, what's that? Someone pulled you off. Where <laughs> <laughs> yes. are you coming back from, Chinny? I am. Yeah, where have you been? I, I'm coming back from Birmingham. And why were you in Birmingham? Because I was dropping off my niece and nephew at their mother's house. I see. Um, and so, sorry so how, for being late because I'm a great uncle. I apologize. No, 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 no. And I said this to Duke. I'm not. Look, the fact you're late doesn't bother me. The fact you don't freaking tell us bothers me. That's true. <laughs> I'm not bothered about you being late, but but let us know. Nothing wrong with. Well, that. I'm here now. Well, uh, yeah, but you, you got me the whole car journey. So what do you want? Yeah, we got so, five on the road. So let's just check this. You're not driving then. I am driving now, yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, so Tara, I thought Tara was driving and you were just Skyping. No, I'm driving now, but I'm on hands-free, so I'm all good. Yeah, well, I'm worried, though. If you're distracted, that you could crash in the back of a lorry or something, and I'll feel oh, really guilty. That's that. not going to turn, Stu. That's not going to happen. The problem is when you start telling some boring story and Chinny falls asleep <laughs> at the wheel. Yes, that is more dangerous. That could possibly happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is like the show from EGX all over again. <laughs> if you want, I can give you updates of what I can see. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, what I do you see? I can see uh, a KFC on my left. Oh, nice. <laughs> a KFC. Very exciting. Are you going to drop in and get a whatever it is that you got well, a KFC, a bargain I'm not, bucket? I'm not a massive KFC fan, and I've just had a Nando's. <laughs> Chinny, are you okay? Oh, oh, God, come <laughs> oh KFC is dangerous. <laughs> oh my God, Chinny, you're, you're like seven cars crashing together here. I don't know what you're talking about. This is my normal driving. <laughs> As George Carlin said, hey, that's not me. That's back there. Me, I'm gone. <laughs> That's like Final Destination, and Ginny survived. <laughs> yeah. Take that, that oh. other driver. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, because of the showtime tonight, I am missing 
a like a massive thing off the TV. Oh, that sucks. Whose idea was uh, to record at this time? I know. Well, I know. Missing what? Uh, Robot Wars is back. Robot Wars. Wars. Honestly, wake up. Robot Wars is like Mirror's Edge. Yes. I had a nerdgasm when I found out it was coming back on the TV. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Robot Wars is like Mirror's Edge. And why is that, Jim? When it came out, everybody thought it was shit. And then over time, people just thought that it was good. And and then remembered it as being good. But really, it's fucking shit. <laughs> no, it's not. I love Robot Antonio Wars, man. Antonio, don't you like Robot Wars? Robot Wars is excellent. I love that show. Mm-hmm. So Robot Wars, cool. The concept of Robot Wars is cool, but when you actually see the robots fight, it was really fucking lame. Oh, my God, I can't no, see it was not. No, 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 no. No, no, there was some really good... Yeah, there was some really good robots no, that would just kick the shit out of stuff. And when they used to go backstage and talk to the people that made the robots, and then you realised, oh my god, these fucking losers made this robot that hey. was zero charisma. Don't you diss Philippa <laughs> Forrest. Exactly. Don't you diss. Look, do you not even remember Hypno Disc? No. Oh man, Hypno Disc, that was the beast, that was. That thing just demolished stuff. Is that the same as Hypnotoad? I think it is the same as Hypnotoad. No, it isn't. No, Hypnodisc, it was like a robot with a, obviously a big spinny disc on the front, but it looks like it used to demolish stuff. Oh, glory to the Hypnotoad. Anyway. Anyway, we better get going because uh, Duke is going on his holidays, so we need to... He's got to pack stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta pack. By the way, Duke, I have some advice for packing for holidays. Oh, great. I was hoping to get some advice from Stuart today. I know. I know. And this is good advice, right? If you're going on your holidays, right, stick everything in the case that you want to take with you and then take half of it back out. Nope. Yep. Why? Because you don't need half the stuff you put in your case. So if I take nine shirts for a nine-day trip, you think I only need five of those shirts? Of course you do, man. You can wear a shirt more than once. What's the matter with shirt you? More than... I'm not trying to be on a stinky holiday. You're not sweaty, are you? What's the matter? Depends. I'm going to Florida in the summertime. What do you think I'm going to do? Check your dude. Being rich enough to have a shirt for each day. Oh. Day, I know, yeah. Look who's got nine shirts. I'm oh. sorry, oh, your you majesty. Just... <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just need some travel last... wash, mate. <laughs> and clean them in the sink. What's the matter with last, you? Last, please. There you go, your majesty. Yeah, God. Nine shirts. Yeah. Hey, hey. So, have you got nine pairs of jeans as well? So boring. Here we go. This is we're moving. Let's get in playing. So what? Are, what have you been playing then, Chini? We'll do you. See, did you like driving? We'll distract you. Um, I really haven't been playing a lot. I've been trying to play uh, Doom. Yeah. Are you still trying to get through that? Still trying to get through it, and I'm, I've got the BFG now. Right, you see, I haven't even gone back to that game. No. Yeah. Have you got the BFG? No, I haven't got out like that. Oh. Well. And the BFG thing is, it's okay. It's worth. It's worth bugger all now at at, at uh, CEX, so it's not even worth finishing. Were you talking about the game itself, Chinny? I'm sorry, because Stu is going to have trade-in discussion time. I know, yeah. It's not worth it now. I can't be bothered finishing it. It's not worth it. It's no money. You've got to finish so, it at some point. 
I know. So is the BFG still like? Is it as good as the BFG in Rage? Uh, well, yeah, because you get to use it. <laughs> yeah, more than once. Take that. Um, I swear, like there is a, like an option in the Doom now in the settings to change the gun, the angle of the gun, so it's like the original Doom in the center of the screen. How was it before? Like you know, in mouse games, it's like the, the gun sort of angled to the right, pointing left. I guess. Uh, but now it's in the center of the screen. Game of the year! Game of the year! Yeah, that's a game. Not it's the opposite of a game breaker. It's a game changer. Yeah. Does it um, make a big difference? No, it's the stupidest oh. thing ever. It's <laughs> uh, uh, a game breaker. Yeah, so I've, I've done a couple more levels, but I have to say, I just I, I heard somebody else talking about the bit where you get the BFG and like. Oh my god, it's such an epic gun. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good gun, you know, like, but I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling doom at all. a bit, man. Um, yeah, I was kind of the same. After I heard all the stuff, you know, everyone was saying how amazing it was. And I think, I think it got built up that much. I was expecting this really amazing thing. And it's all right, but it's not, like, amazing. It's better than... Don't believe the hype! It's kind of better than it should be. Do you know what I mean? For like, it's just an old school shooter. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely good quality. But I know I've said this the last three weeks, but man, I just, I'm just not really. It's, it's took me a long time to finish this game, and I'm, I'm really chugging along with it. So hopefully by this time next week, I'll have it done because I'm really going to push myself to do it. Um, and I want to play a bit more of Rainbow Six Siege because I was actually enjoying that. So, but yeah, that's. that's <laughs> yeah. That's really it. You know, I haven't played much else. I tried the multiplayer. I had the twins around my house this morning. And uh, I thought, you know, it's a nice, um, mild game that doesn't have much blood in it. Oh, wait, it's about demons and you rip people's heads apart. But that doesn't matter. The twins are used to it now. Uh, yeah, they're fine. You know, well, she's playing. That too. Yeah, she's so playing they, pedo, but, um, It's fine. Uh, yeah, she's playing pedo, but, So, like, she's... Doom was pretty pretty good. Like Jimmy uh, just thought pressing RB to change your weapon was the dumbest thing. He just thought that was really stupid. Um, but yeah, you know, the more... uh, just Doom is just a big fat. It's okay, I guess. That's that's my review of Doom. Is it better than Pancakes? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> um, I'm just having a look, just out of interest, while Chidi's trying to get things sorted. Um, the main story of Doom will take an average, on average, 11, and a, 11, well, nearly 12 hours. Isn't that standard for a first-person shooter these days? Not really, no. Most first-person shooters are around about the, you know, for me, about a nice time for a first-person shooter is probably about eight hours. Yeah. About seven or eight hours I'd be happy with. But twelve hours, and and if you if you do it at a leisurely rate, it's seventeen hours. I haven't got seventeen hours to play that game. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not playing that to the end for seventeen hours. No way, man. Well, I think it's more telling that you haven't even really gone back. I know, yeah, no, I agree, and that, and I think that part of that is because I've just been drawn to other stuff. And talking of being drawn to I other stuff, get time for that. Yeah, uh, Kentucky Route Zero Part Four came out last week, Nerd, as I mentioned. Yeah. And as we um, clarified, it was 17 years since the last part came out. Yeah, two, well, two years. Two years, a long time. Right. Which I can't believe it's two years. I still can't quite believe it's two years. Dude. So are the I graphics know. like different now, or does it look the same? 
it looks the same, but it looks so great. I mean, it, it's such a nice looking game to begin with, but I think it has definitely advanced over the years. Yeah. The the animations are beautiful. The way people move, and it's it is like it's almost pixels, but it's not. If you know what I mean. Okay. So it's kind of almost pixel graphics, but they're a lot smoother than that. Yeah. And and just the way things are drawn are really beautiful. What is that? Is, it, is he back? Yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'll give you an update of what I can see. I can see a traffic light. Oh, interesting. Excellent. Keep us posted, <laughs> man. This is riveting. Oh, Jesus. Um... Yeah, Kentucky Route Zero, but here's the thing, right? I feel like after two years to playing the last one, I can't remember a lot of the story. Well, I would imagine not. And that, and that's the problem. It's so long since I played the last part. I feel like I'm trying to piece... I mean, the the story's vague, is it? You know, it's it's hard to access to begin with. Yes. You know, this is not an easy-to-access story, and you really have no clue to what's going on a lot of the time. Doesn't that sound great, Chinny? That sounds like Game of the Year potential to me. Game of the last three years, really, because it's taken so long to come out. But in this episode, in this episode, even more so, I felt, I felt some, partly detached from it in some ways. I wanted to love the the episode, and and it did a lot of really lovely things. There's a part where, because in this episode, you, you're traveling along the zero, which is this like underground highway. Uh-huh. But you're not really sure what it is. But in this, you were travel in this episode, you're traveling along this river called the Echo. So you're in a tunnel. So you're in kind of a tunnel, yeah, on a, on a little tugboat. But you stop off at various places, and they make up the chapters within the the Act Four. So, and each chapter, sort of something different happens. Yes, and. I don't know. I just it's it kind of nothing happens. It's kind of just <laughs> totally... that potential for me. God Almighty, you're sounding more Skypey than ever. I I'm um, gonna go because I'll be having like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you go and come back when we can hear you properly. Yeah, why don't you just go fuck you? <laughs> all right, thanks, Chitty. All right, all right, thanks for that, Chitty. Um. <laughs> He's gone. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I am still... I love the art style. I love... The music is brilliant. Uh-huh. And the writing is excellent. And every conversation tree must go to so many different places because there are so many options for dialogue and you never get you never get the chance to see what the other dialogue trees are. You know, once you've chosen an option, it just moves on. Yeah. And they do lots of cool things. There's, like, a part in the game where... You're listening to answer phone messages at this phone exchange, uh-huh. but the answer phone messages are players from the get of players of the game, and there was some weird thing. I haven't, I didn't know anything about this. It was only because I went on Reddit to have a look at what people thought of episode four, and even people just love this game. You know what I mean? I see. And and I do to an extent, but I feel like I need to replay it all the other chapters to remember what the hell's going on. I see. And I suppose that's where I find the difficulty of it. Yeah. Because it's as gr- as cool as it is, and as brilliant as it looks, and it does look it does look gorgeous, and as cool as some of the stuff that goes on in it are. I mean, she plays like there's a part where there's a concert, like an open air concert, 
And one of the characters is playing one of those weird uh, musical instruments where you just wave your hands and it uses like electric to make a noise. Okay. And I can't, I can't even remember what they're called. There's a name for them. Um, but it's just stuff like that. It's so odd. So odd. odd. But I don't know. I, obviously, I'm going to play it to the end because I own it and it's so cool in a, such a cool way. But I, I have just no idea what's going on. All I know is that we're delivering some antiques somewhere for this dude called Conway. Yes. But other than that, oh, a theremin. There you go. That's what she's playing, a theremin. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, handsome devil, for, for clearing that up. But yeah, she plays a theremin in a concert. And it's haunting. And it's so cool. And there's like a bit where you go to like a beach bar. Like you end up at this place where there's a bar and there's a guy playing a, a steel guitar there. And <laughs> Party on the beach. And there's like there's lights glowing and it's just the the atmosphere is amazing. You know, you're sort of walking around. It's just such a cool place. Beach. But I can recommend the game for anyone who likes something like that is unlike anything else they'll play. Yes. There are no puzzles in this game <laughs> at all. No puzzles. You can't tell what the story is. It'll take seven years for the next part to come out. I it possibly will. It. The only the only thing that you're doing is choosing the dialogue trees basically so other than that there isn't there's not much in the way of game mechanics i'm sure in the earlier parts there were there was other stuff going on i see but i think as it's sort of gone further into the into the game and the story they've kind of stripped it back a lot you know and now it really is just about i can see why it's taken them so long for this part to come out because there must be hundreds of pages of dialogue Oh, Do you know what it means? So it's and I think, it's, the, it's the length of the Witcher's dialogue, but it's written. So there's all the reading you get to do. Yeah, it's all written. There is no live voice acting at all. Yes. But it's written in a really cool way. And there's, like I say, but there must be so many different dialogue options and trees and, you know, different versions of stuff. And you, you find out that in this game, some of the stuff that even happened in episode one has an effect on what you see or doing in this part of the game. Yeah. So it is, you know, it is a, a very sort of cool actions that you you take earlier in in your little route to where you are do have an effect there, there on what and you have an you have an impact on the world you do characters no two games are the same that's right characters will be there or they won't be there characters will say certain things that they won't say if you didn't do certain things earlier so i can understand jump off a bridge and he'd be like hey my mom's here there you go but I can understand why it took so long because you've got to take all of those things into account when they're writing the dialogue for this one, don't they? You know, so maybe we shouldn't release a game until it's all done. Complex it bugs me. Yeah, but they've got to make money to make the next part, haven't they? And I think that's yeah, but that's the reason for doing an episodic game, isn't it? Because the money you make from the earlier parts fund the next one. If you say so, I just feel like make up a game and then you could do part two later. Like to have it be one game spread out for so long and just i don't know it bugs me but i'm not i'm sure no it's not my game so whatever it's not really it doesn't affect me it isn't and and i'm sure that when they set out to make this game that's not what they intended to happen i would hope yeah i think i think they intended to to bring them out in a timely fashion but you know as you know with a game that is as complex as this i can understand why it possibly did take this long to arrive 
Fair enough. But let's hope they've done enough groundwork for the next part to uh, to get that out in a timely fashion. Hope you know, so. And that's the, the finale. Yeah. And I like where it ended. I must admit, where they ended this part was um, was a bit of a cliffhanger. It was good, and it was sort of it, it left it in a nice place to to sort of lead into the final episode. But yeah. wow, it's still so hard to fathom. It's uh, it's a very complex story. Okay. But you can see, I mean, you can see here with a tugboat with a light on top of how beautifully it looks. It's fun. You know, it's, it looks okay. It's a gorgeous game. Yes. You know, it really is. From an art style, it's it's pretty unique, and it 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 isn't pixels, but it feels like it should be. It's it's, it's simple animation. Yeah, it looks you know yeah. smooth. It's it's got a definite design style choice that they're making, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it, but wow, it's it's hard to uh, get your head around. So yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing obviously that, and I finished it in in one sitting, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a terribly long episode. I would say probably about maybe two hours. So what's your review noise for it? Uh, 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 really undecided there. No, no, that's my brain hurting trying to work out what's going on. Uh, uh. Gotcha. That's my brain hurting. Um, on a more simpler level, but equally as story-driven, I am continuing to play Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Yes. And the further I get into this, the better it is. This is, you know, I'm, I'm sort of angry at myself for not playing through this early, you know, only playing a bit of it and then putting it down. Uh-huh. Because, by God, this game is good. Um, I've just done the second, only the second room escape, and I'm still, I'm on seven hours in. Seven hours and only on the second room escape. Um, the puzzles on the second room escape were really well done. Like, All right. really excellent. And there's a lot of replayability with this as well, because... Each time you go into a room, you get a choice of three rooms to, to go into. Uh-huh. But you can only choose one, obviously. So the, you could go on a second playthrough and, and obviously choose the other two rooms and see what they have to offer. But the puzzles in this room really flowed well. You know, everything kind of clicked into place. You know, there was obviously you had to think about it a little bit. Nothing too taxing. But but obviously challenging enough to make you feel satisfied once you got to the end of the, the escape part. Uh-huh. So yeah, I thought I, I really do think this game is excellent. If you if you see it on sale or you've got a Vita or a 3DS, uh, I would definitely recommend picking it up because it's so so good. And if you like I said last week, if you haven't played 999, definitely give that a go as well because that's excellent number as well. Number nine. Nine nine nine. Well, everything revolves around the number nine. Even in this game, there's again there's nine people being taken captive. Yes. And there's nine, nine. The number nine is what you have to get to to escape. And there's a lot of German people standing around saying no. Nine, nine. Um, so yeah, I played that. Uh, obviously, still plugging through Pokemon Go and catching what I can. So I've still been walking and uh, going to Poker Stops and all that kind of stuff. So unlike Chinny, I'm I'm not hooked. I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but I am sort of. You know, if I'm walking anywhere, I just open it up and see what's going on, see if there's any to catch. Yeah, why not? So, Yep, dip in and out, man. Dip in and out. Oh. So I've been doing a bit of that, and the final thing I played was a, like a editor's choice on iOS. Ah. And it's called Super Arc Light. Super Arc Light? Yeah. 
Super Arc Light. Uh-huh. And it's like a shooter uh, set on a circle. I see. And, and basically, the, the, it's like a little pointer which is constantly moving. And then enemies come in from the, you know, in towards you from the outside of the circle. Okay. And you've got to, when you, when you press on the screen, it stops and shoots. Nice. So it's constantly moving until you stop and shoot. And when you let go, it, it goes in the opposite direction to what you were moving in originally. I see. And it's pretty good. Missile Command, Asteroids, and Super Hexagon. Yeah, kind of. It's it's it is a, obviously a really hard game. They, it doesn't give you very long to shoot the enemies as they're coming towards you, and as soon as you hit the circle in the middle, that's game over. Yeah. You only get one life, uh, but you do get power ups. So as you sort of progress through the game, you get like you get twin, you like double shooter, then you get a triple shooter, then you get like one that spreads out as well. Yeah. You get one like a plasma cannon. That's cool. And, it's not every game is the same thing. I know, yeah. And then as you uh, uh, Super Hexagon had its charm because it was like, yeah, I'm going to do better than I did last time, but it's cool that you have a little more power each game. Yeah, and the, the weapons unlock at intervals throughout the game. Uh-huh. So, so you can gradually get better scores by having the better weapons. Yeah. I quite like it. I mean, it was free. It was like the free yap of the day sort of thing. And the graphics are nice, and it's got a nice music track to it. Cool. You know, very electronic, obviously, like these games always are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is nice. And like I say, when the when you do get a power up, it sort of the music changes and stuff, and obviously your, your way you look changes. So it's good. I can recommend it. I don't know how much is in the normal circumstances, um, but it was fine. Yeah, probably about seven dollars. Who knows? Uh, but it was fine for free. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good for a free game. And that's kind of all I've played this week, really. Okay. So it's been quite, quite... Mind you, to be fair, we've only recorded about four days yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't had a whole lot of time for playing games. Yeah, so I think I've done quite well, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> to, to have played what I did. Um, so over to you, I guess, because Chini's not arrived home as of yet, but I guess he's coming at some point. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing Rocket League, and that continues to be awesome. And I've been playing super well. But you know what? I think I'm. I think I'm... Oh, I'm less okay. There's better players on on the weekend, so I think the rank that I usually am during the week, I'm a lower rank on the weekend. All right, okay. So I don't know. That can be frustrating, especially when there's some people who take the game way too seriously. Like if I miss some shots, they'll be like, "You're causing us to lose. What's your problem?" And I'm like, "Dude, this is a game. You need to lighten up." Yeah, but that's look, I mean we've talked about this a million times, but that's the case with all games, yeah, especially in the ranked. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not okay. Like it's a that's a weak attitude for people to have. And yeah, but people when it's competitive, people are always going to be like that. Yeah, but they shouldn't be. I, I don't, they shouldn't. I'm baffled by your attitude that says that uh, you, when you, things are terrible, you're like, well, that's the way things are. That's not how I live. I don't it's not about things being terrible, but you've got to understand when you say people take it way too seriously. But that's the whole point of ranked games, isn't it? Because no, they do take no, it seriously. Not. The point because it is. Okay, that's not the reason I play a ranked game. The reason I play a ranked game is because I want to play with people about my level. And yes, it's nice to do better and get a higher rank, but at the end of the day, it's a game. 
And it's not healthy for people to be fixated on these things as if it's life and death. It's not life and death. And in a week, they won't even remember this particular game. So how important can it really be? I don't disagree with you. Okay, then let's just stop. Let's just leave it there. Anyway, the <laughs> the other game that I've been playing, in addition to Overwatch and Rocket League and uh, Minecraft a little bit, uh, Starbound has finally released its 1.0... Um, what do you call it? It's out oh. of early access. Yeah, no longer early access. Which it's is out. rare. That's like one of maybe ten games I know of that's actually made it out of early access. So well done, Starbound! And I have to say, it's a really impressive update. Because the mechanics... So it has changed massively from the early access version. Then. Sort of. I mean, the core mechanics are still the same. The graphics are still the same. But they've added a lot of NPCs. They've added a storyline. And they've added a quest structure that goes beyond just get five copper ores. Okay, now get ten iron ores. Okay, now get this amount of this ores and so forth and so on. Now there's like a story that ties everything together and puts you in a larger context. And it's just, it's really, I was very impressed by how they've changed it. And, you know, Terraria has um, all these quests and you can add people to your home. Well, now Starbound has that stuff too. So, yeah, I'm just really feeling it. I'm really liking it. There's boss fights and stuff. And I just think they've done a really good job. Yeah, very nice. I mean, I've, I've looked at this a few times and wondered about it. Yeah. You know, whether I'd like it or not, but I don't know whether I would. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, um, but I do think that uh, if you like Terraria, you'll. De- I think you will like Starbound. It's not. Nobody likes Terraria. No one. Okay, that's fine. They don't have to like it, Mysterious Voice. I know, yeah. That's right. Welcome Hello. back. You made it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds normal at least now. Do I sound a little bit better now? You sound- yeah, you're a lot better. You don't sound like you're gargling anymore. Yes. Eloosh. Yeah, um, but I'm really liking it. I, you know, it's keeping my interest, and I keep going back to it. You have to eat now. To uh, you have a hunger meter beneath your life meter and your power meter, as you can see in the upper left corner of the screen there. And yeah, I just feel like it's very well done. It's engaging, and it's they've made some really good tweaks to make it an experience beyond just a sandbox. Oh, you can make any building you want, which is still true. But now there's reasons to make those buildings and there's things to do in a quest sense beyond just get better stuff, kill better monsters, etc., etc. Let me ask you this, though. If you're really, really hungry, can you eat other people? No, I don't think so. Um, you get you get like five cans of food at the start of the game and then you know the clock is ticking. And you can buy other food later on, but you're going to want to farm to get your own food. And uh, yeah, it's very satisfying, you know, in the same way as Minecraft, when you finally get some wheat growing and you make it into bread or get potatoes and bake them up. Um, so too is this game. You boil up some rice or, you know, pop some corn, all that. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, so it's normal food. It's not like rust where you can eat other people. That's correct. Right, okay. Well, that's not very realistic, is it? Yeah, I know. It sounds a bit boring, though. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing, well, there's two other games I've been playing. One is called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. So, um, yeah, let me get this going because it's a couch co-op game. 
and I wanted to play it with the Duchess. And we didn't play a whole lot of it. We played a little bit. Um, there's a lot going on in this game, and it's fun. It's very good. So the, the way it works is, for those who aren't looking at the stream, it's um, you're in this circular spaceship, and you you play a character inside the spaceship. So it's sort of FTL-ish in that sense, but you only control one character. And you have to run around to the different parts of the spaceship, which have different stations on them for the shields or for the engines or for the defense turrets or whatever. And there's, you know, monsters outside your ship and there's, you know, things you have to unlock. And so one person will steer the ship while the other person does the shields or one person will fire the turrets while the other person does the super cannon or whatever it is. So it's, I like the look of this. I love the art style. The art style is very good. Uh, you have to free these little, uh, I don't know what you call them, rabbit guys uh, in the upper left corner of the screen. You can see it says one out of three or one out of five. Um, that's the number of rabbits that you've freed so far. And the rabbits – and there's a very silly story about you know love and all over the universe is being destroyed by the anti-love or whatever it is. That's better than any JRPG. Yeah. It is. It is. It looks – I mean looking at it – I would have mistaken this for, a, for like a pixel junk game. Yeah, it does look like a pixel junk well, game. Yeah, a lot of the reviews yeah. talk about pixel junk stuff. So, um, yeah, and it's just it's very cute. It's very uh, it's like it's 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 more frenetic than meets the eye. Like it's once the monsters are there and you're getting attacked, like it's you know, and it, the controls aren't perfect. I mean, they're very good, but they're not perfect in so far as you know, like when you use the um, control pad. You you you're rotating it around a circle, right? So yeah. whereas you you know if the, if the there's a little orange thing on the edge of the the ship, that's your propulsion engine, right? And wherever you point it, that's where you'll shoot away from. If it's at the bottom and you need it to be at the top, if you suddenly push to the top, it's not likely to move. You know what I mean? You have to swing it around. Yeah, so you have to sort of do a circular motion yeah, with the stick. that can be kind of annoying, um, especially when you're moving your character up, down, left, right to get around the ship. And again, it's not game-breaking. It's, so it's very- so how, do you, how do you switch between them, then? You, you disengage from whatever sta- the station you're in, and you move to the other station. You see the little okay. guys moving around inside the ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so were you one of you on the keyboard and mouse, and then one of you using a controller, then? Correct. Yeah. Did my best to okay. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Uh, which is which is Correct. the best way, which is the best way to control them, would you say? Keyboard and mouse or no, control. The controller is much better because again, if you're controlling, you know, the engine component, then it's hard to do that with the arrows because you have to hit up and then tra- you know, push down left with up and then let go Ooh. that sort of thing. So yeah, that I mean, does sound know, it, you get the hang of it after a while, but it can be annoying and, and especially if it's frustrating when there's a lot of things shooting at you at once and a lot of stuff going on and it's just like ah, I don't know what to do. Can I can I just ask? I saw a Monty Python S Queen with glasses on fly past. Was that on the game or was that something else? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't think that's in the game. But you know what? I haven't played a lot of it, so I don't really know for sure. Was that was that you, Chini, doing that? No, Chini doesn't have access to my stream. I'm uh, not ruining the stream, mate. Right? <laughs> there was a, there was a queen with a thumbs up with glasses on, sort of. Also, past. I don't like Monty Python, so I wouldn't make Monty Python references. No, very odd. Very odd. Don't know. Maybe maybe it was just a glimpse of something. 
Maybe. Very weird. Anyway, uh, the other cool thing about Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is that you can play it single player um, with, you have like an AI uh, pet that will help you out. And you basically, when you need, you know, you're, you're piloting it and you want it to use the turret to attack the enemies, you, you basically push a button and you tell it, okay, go to this station now. And it'll go to that station and do whatever it needs doing there. And you can do your station. Um, so again, it's it's even more hectic when you have to tell your robot friend what to do. But it is a nice way to make up for the fact that if you don't have any friends to play with, you can still have fun with the game. Oh, so. uh, you've not got any friends. I don't have any friends. Not got any friends. I'm a lone wolf. Have you not thought of you and the Duchess playing Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? Yeah, I bet you quite enjoy that. Right. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy doing that. Hey, hey Stu, have you thought about playing it with me? <laughs> I know, yeah, we should do that at some time. Yeah. Now, I could have done it tomorrow night, but unfortunately I'm going out for a beer now, so I can't do it I'm tomorrow I'm going for my orgy on Mondays, so... Because I'm, I'm off on Tuesday. I so go on like, orgies uh, Mondays, mate, sorry. Orgy, is that... Uh, car- is the room is- two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the room two. Yes. Oh, he's getting us back off the office. bought this for me, so thanks to Stu. Yay! And, uh, you know, this game is the gold standard for, um, you know, puzzle room games right now. Like, it's so, the the aesthetics are so well done, the sound effects are so smooth. Um, some of the things are annoying in, in, in just in the fact that, you know, in order to solve puzzles, sometimes you have to, you know, peer at a piece of wood and notice that something's a little off and you can manipulate something there. And that's kind of dumb. I, I'm sorry. I think that's a little weak at times to make. I, I, I did that a few times where like I missed something and it was something really minor. Yeah. And I, it just ends up being frustrating rather than rewarding. Right. And that's the thing is that like, you know, even when I do notice it, I'm like, okay, that's a little weak. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think that's true. You know, 90% of the puzzles in this game are really well done, very elegant. Um, But, you know, there's one thing, for instance, where I was putting weights on a thing, and it turned out you had to look at one of the weights you had picked up and then fiddle with something on the weight itself. And I. Yeah, I mean. That's dumb. Once you have something in your inventory, you know, okay, yeah, you should, you know, maybe have to look at it to see what you combine it with or whatever, whatever, but. You know, to have to mess with you know, a little divot in your way, it's just, it just felt stupid. The, as you go through, though, you get kind of used to that because a lot of the things you pick up, especially in the room three, have items that you pick up and then have to manipulate the item you've picked up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And it, well, yeah. You, like once you've done it once, it's, that's basically the game's way of saying you should do this more often. Sorry. Yeah. And it does give you a hint on that quite often. It'll say, have you checked on the thing that you picked up or whatever? And you'll go, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Right. Um, if anything, I like the Room 2 better than the Room 3. Ooh, that's Ooh. something. Yeah, I thought, I thought that it had better direction with the story. And also, it was a bit creepier. It's a really creepy game, yeah. the Room 2. Um, I will also say that I think the transitions between chapters is really well done. I think that it's kind of borrowing from Decay maybe a little bit. Because I feel like it's, it just has an interesting, um, you know, it uses kind of <laughs> that kind of thing and flashing lights and whatnot. So, yeah, I just think it's really well done. It is. It's a great game. I mean, 
I think what's amazing about the room games is they are to me the gold standard for games on an iPhone or an iPad. Oh sure. I mean the graphics are just gorgeous. Yeah, and they look exactly the same on an iPad. Sound is great. The uh, you know, it, and and to be fair, as annoying as it is to have to fiddle with tiny things sometimes, the the once you have a thing, you know, or once you're, you know, when you have to open a box or whatever, like there's never any difficulty in getting the mechanics to work right in that sense. So I just think there's so much polish. And again, you know, as with The Witcher 3, I suppose, I complained a lot about that last week. Look, when a game is really, really good, I often want to – I want it to be great. I want it to not – you know, any flaws that a very good game has are going to, you know, bug me more than a mediocre game. Yeah. So the fact that there are a couple of puzzles in the room too which are, you know, annoying – that's that's frustrating and it doesn't make the game terrible like this isn't you know i'm not going to give it a thumbs down it's certainly a big thumbs up this is a wonderful game i just think that i don't know i wish game developers would stay away from puzzles that require tiny little minute noticing of itsy bitsy little things so whatever minor gr- yeah that- out of the way this is a good game yeah yeah, I was going to say that happened to me a few times in the room three where I, I just couldn't figure out what to do next and yeah. I couldn't see anything. And then it would say, check on the side of the box near the left-hand bottom side. And I'm like, which box? And then it, his description wasn't very good on the hint even. And I'm like, What's it, which box is he talking about? Because there's like three in the room. I'm sorry, Stu, do you want it to spell it out for you? Shut up. <laughs> and then I no, find it not. and it's like, it's like a tiny little switch on something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's what he wanted me to find. Yeah, and that's the I thing. see. When it when it works well, like it's so good because it's you don't need any of that. Like it'll it'll use the lens where you find that there's a hidden message somewhere, and you know those are the things I like. When it's like, okay, I got to figure out how to manipulate this pirate ship or whatever it is, and and you know move the sail up or down and then oh you can see something on this and whatever whatever i think and and i think that that should be all of the puzzles in the game rather than occasionally having those tiny ones but whatever. yeah i agree i think in the this one the, you get the second lens don't you what allows you to see other stuff when you use it well i haven't gotten a second lens all right okay you get a second lens which allows you to look thanks a lot well kind of in the river in the third part, they take that even a step further to sort of almost take you into another dimension. So it kind Spoilers. of... Spoilers! I know. Adds, adds a whole other level. Keeps on adding levels. Yeah, it does. Um, but but by the time you get it on the PC, I mean, they seem to be taking the time to port these to PC. I mean, the Room 2 on iOS came out a long time ago. Yes. So you might have to... It might be like Kentucky Route Zero. You'll be playing the Room 3 in like two years' yeah, time. Yeah, you know what? That's not like... a part of the same game that's a separate game so i don't mind it, no it is it's all one long story though well but i don't care about the story because the story no you don't care you just want to i mean let's, let's be honest what story uh there's a note it says i sometimes the cat and sometimes the mouse i wish you luck as you go through these puzzles it's like who cares? no but the- gotta be honest i'm not i've never been interested in the story in these games no to be fair the room two does try and do a lot more with narrative and then that that continues into the room three where after, there's a hell of a I gotta tell you, after two chapters I am not impressed with the narrative here. No. It's fine. I mean but that's that's what it is. That's okay. That's what it is. Uh is that it for you then? That's it for me. That's it for you. Um 
this week, there's not a whole lot of news, if I'm being honest. There's, I mean, the news at the moment is very, very thin. Yes. Very thin on the ground. So what I thought we'd do is, we talked about this a few weeks back, um, that we'd be looking at maybe taking a topic and just having a bit of a chat about it. Yes. Today's topic you know, is going to be colostomy bags. Are we for them or no. against them? No. So today's today's topic is going to be well, uh, first first person shooters from the beginning of when you got your 360 and pew, pew. Which, which one stood out for you and which you remember. So oh, that's what. College. Well, let's start at the early days. Early days. Why do we have to go through so, chronological order? Why not start with the ones we remember most? All right. Well, let's talk about. All right. Let's talk about Call of Duty Four. So. Okay. Uh, what was your first experience of Call of Duty 4? Was it the beta or was it the actual when the game came out? I didn't play no beta. Chinny? What? Chinny's, Chinny's died. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. Hello, hello. Did you play? You know, he, for- he comes late and then he doesn't even pay attention. Well, I can't. I walked in the house. Like, I didn't say hello to Tara or anything. Jeez. It's fine. <laughs> You're here now. Let's make the most of this. Chinny, did you play the beta for Call of Duty 4? Uh, yes. And where did that beta come from? Was it? It wasn't a download, was it? Yeah. yeah. Was it? I didn't think they had yeah. beta downloads back then. Okay. Yeah. It was. Um, it was kind of yeah. one of the first betas, wasn't it? I remember where it was I like all the first. But like, you know, like it came it, on discs, or was it all yeah, downloadable? But, yeah, but Halo Three, you had to have bought Crackdown, didn't you, to get into the beta? Yeah, that was. The, but that was the first time. You know, where we get betas all the time now. Yeah. Halo 3 was the first. It wasn't probably the the first, but that was the one that went. Oh, we can we can promote beaters as promos now. Well, they're almost like a demo, wasn't it? It is a demo. It's exactly a demo. It's just a demo. It's just a demo. That's all it is. Um, I mean, talking to Halo 3, we'll come back to Call of Duty 4, but talking to Halo 3, I remember that because I'd never played a Halo game. I'd never played a Halo game up to that point, and. It was such a big deal, and everyone was just going mental. And I was like, I don't understand why everyone's going mental about this game. But I also was like, I've got to be part of this. People are going mental. There must be a reason. And I remember going there. And it, do you remember Blockbusters before they closed down? Oh, yeah. And I, I, I got up especially early. Because obviously people have done the midnight. Have you, did, you, did you go and get it at midnight? Did you oh, for Halo 3, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling us a story about that. Didn't you end up queuing up with or something weird happened while you were queuing up? That GTA Four something weird happened. Oh God, yeah. So what so what happened at GTA? Someone says, oh, if they pulled up and went, oh, if you give me the money, I'll get it from Asda. It's like five pound cheaper. I mean, okay, I'll give you a stranger my money, <laughs> uh, and you'll go, you'll come back because you're just nice like that. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Um. But yeah, Hello 3, and I remember I went, I got up early, and I went and, and sat outside Blockbusters to make sure I got a copy so I could play it as soon as I got home from work. Yeah. And I just think, I would never dream of doing that now. No. I mean, it's like, how sad was that? Well, you're trying to be a part of something. I know, I did, and I, you, you, you definitely got You don't want to up. be part of anything. You don't... I don't want to be part of anything like this. Um, but I definitely got wrapped up in the hype, and I remember sort of going, getting home with it, and then like going online, and there were other people, and I joined the party, and I was like, "Yeah, this is amazing!" And I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." I really liked Halo Three. What did you like about it? 
It was good. <laughs> it was uh, good. I don't know. It, like the, it was, it sort of encapsulated what everything that was great about Halo. Like the third in a game series, I, I feel like the first one is like establishing what it is, and then the second one they learn mistakes and they try new things, yeah. and then the third one is when they usually come back around and go, okay, we'll bring everything that everybody liked about the first one, and we'll get rid of everything that everybody hated about the second one, and then we'll get it right with three. And I think with three they did. You know, I think the campaign is really, really good in three. I think the multiplayer is solid. Um, I just really enjoyed it. And and then that was the last Halo when they started to sort of introduce like things like jetpacks and upgrades. And I, I don't know. I feel like Halo lost something when they added all that stuff. Um, but I have experience with all the Halo games. You know, I, I sort of played them all when they came out. I was a big, big, big Halo fan. Um, which is weird because I, I sort of, you know, Greg and. Uh, um, Ped, Viva La Pedros and all the true skill gaming guys sort of got on my back this week for um, for not having Halo 5 because they was all playing Halo 5 uh, yeah. and they was like oh we've all got Halo 5 Chini, join us join us I'm like, I don't have it and they're like what they're, they're so shocked I didn't have it How I was like I, I've never no, I've never changed, even played it because Halo 4 sucked balls and I'm like <laughs> you know Halo 4 I, sucked balls you know and I think what I liked about it was the fact well, I think I liked Bungie I thought I think Bungie the yeah. Well, I was just going to come to that. Do you think it's it's when Bungie left it just when you just don't think it's the same? Yeah, I just don't think it's the same, you know. And and I say what you will about Destiny. I mean, I'm not a big Destiny fan, but like I've played Destiny and and it feels great to play. And I don't think anyone would argue that it doesn't feel good to play. It's just what it's wrapped up in that I have a problem with. Um, But no, I mean, Halo 1, 2 and 3, they all sort of hold place in my heart because i i just have a different i was in such a different place for all three of them yeah. you know what i mean like i was it was that age where i was i was sort of growing up i guess and and i was just such a different age for all three of them and uh yeah i i i, I met some friends that i still talk to today through halo 3 indeed you do yeah that's funny um yeah, I was going to say before, I know I keep on going, before we move back to Call of Duty 4, the the first two games I bought for, when I got my 360 were first person games. Quake 4. Which, Quake 4 and, and, let me think, let me think. What was the other one? Was it Unreal? No. Oh, uh, Condemned? Condemned, there you go. Which kind of is a first person shooter, because there are guns in it, but it's more of a guns, first yeah. person clubber. <laughs> yeah, or hitting. Well, you, well, you just, well, you just go clubbing. Yeah, you just go clubbing stuff. <laughs> but to be honest, I I still think Condemned is kind of one of my, my most memorable experiences on the 360 when I had it. Yeah, but that's not a shooter. Yeah, but it's no, first person. It. No, it's first person. So and you shoot sometimes. It's not a shooter, man. Well, I guess you're right. Well, it's, it's a first-person game. It's a first-person game. Uh, Quake 4, though, on the other hand, I remember getting this right. And Feng Chui came around because I got a 360 before he did. And he came around for the afternoon, and we sat there, and I was like, I've got a 360. Come on, come on let's, let's look at this, look at this. And I put Quake 4 in, and we were like, PC graphics on a, like, on a 360 console is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, 
And I'll be honest with you, like I look at it now and I think, oh my god, look at it. Well, of course. <laughs> like a... I wonder if we'll be doing that in ten years with The Witcher Three. Maybe. I probably not to the same extent though. No, but I mean well, I don't know, we'll see. But the one thing I remember about this game was how hard it was. It was so hard. And oh, you made me I... play this game. We did, uh, we played this game, didn't we? Retro rental review. Yeah. We did. And I fucking hated this game. <laughs> you played Jenny. I played like twenty minutes and I was like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment because I finished it, but I oh, finished it. I should do those retro reviews again. I enjoyed that. Yeah, those were fun. I know they were they were kind of fun, but oh my god, yeah, you're right. It was it was incredibly hard. I remember there was, there was a room towards the end of the game, and by god, I must have tried to do that room 16 million times before I eventually got through it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of liked it for all its faults. I, you know, I liked it as a game, but you're right. It's weird when you look back at it now. You think, wow. Why did I like this game? Well, mm. you had a different context for playing it. You had a different, you know, it wasn't yeah. as there weren't as many options back then. It was no. the highlight of its time. Well, to be fair, when I got I got my 360 in probably about April after it had been released in October. Was it October it got released? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. And even then, there were bur- there was barely any games to play on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Six months after release, there was still nothing to play. Yeah, I remember look at, like looking at Max Payne graphics and thinking, "Well, that's it. We can't get any better than that." <laughs> I do. And then <laughs> I re- I remember looking at Alan Wake graphics. You know, when they did the like tech demos for that before it came out. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's going to be amazing! Look at that. Nothing's ever going to look as good as that." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, how far have we come since then? Exactly. How far we've come. Um, but yeah, it is funny, isn't it? When you so, are we at, talking about back. any first-person shooter here, or what? Yeah, anything, anything on the 360 forwards. Uh, the the first first-person shooter that I 360 forwards. Yeah, well, I'd have said to keep it sort of last current gen. You know what I Why? mean? Otherwise, we could be talking for hours and hours. Well, all right, then go on, do whatever you want. Huh? So the first, I remember the when I had a 64. Um, I was really excited for Mission Impossible, which isn't first-person. And I was like, Mission Impossible is going to be great. It looks so good. Oh, my God. And then a year before, um, GoldenEye came out. All right. And everybody was playing GoldenEye. And I was playing GoldenEye. And I was like, wow, this is so good. Oh, my God. It's the best. And that was the first first first-person shooter that I really, really enjoyed. But then I was like, yeah, but wait until Mission Impossible comes out, right? Because that's (laughs) sick. And... I remember playing the first level of Mission Impossible, and I was like, I, back then I was remember like going, it'll get better. Like this is just, no, this is, get, this is gonna get better. Like this is just a bad level for some reason. <laughs> Maybe they forgot about this level because they were busy working on the other levels. So they put this one at the front. So you know you get all the bad levels out the way. And everything else is going to be great. And then you get to the second level, which is pretty good. And then the game just gets worse and worse and worse. And, oh, my God. And I just remember thinking, oh, no. I made, I spent all my birthday money on this stupid game. (laughs) Oh, my God. But don't you think, though, that it was bad? Yeah, that's like little Mike Chindo was like, oh, it's a movie tie-in. It's going to be amazing. I I, 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 I used to read Go Off magazines, right? 
And all the previews for Mission Impossible. This is the snow level on the on the Twitch stream. This now. looks so bad. It is really bad. You know what? I should play this um, <laughs> on Twitch. On Twitch now. Uh, but yeah, I I remember just got. I was just thinking like, what the fuck is this, man? Like this looks <laughs> jank. And, and I mean, it looked jank at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the graphics wasn't too bad for for the date, but it just felt really bad. Yeah. You know, when you compare it to Goldeneye, which felt really good. Right. Um, yeah, I, I was really like worried about this, but I was. My mom sort of like got it for me because like I was at school the day it came out, and she's because she's great. She said, "Oh, I'll get it for you." Uh, and I remember like not telling my mom that I wasn't. I mean, I still played the game about three or four times. I played the shit out of it still. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, for the time, I felt like it wasn't as bad as I'm making out. But now, in hindsight, and also when you've only got like three or four games as a kid, like you just play them over and over again. Right. Um, so I had fun with it. But I remember like the first like day I played it, my mom was like, how is it? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Really? I love it. <laughs> and she was watching me play it and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the film. I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> the title is the film. So there's that. Um, yeah, Tom Cruise never allows his likeness in video games, by the way, so that's why you never see him in a video game. Well, just for the record, if people don't know, um, I was uh, in the St. Petersburg Times for uh, my love of Wolfenstein 3D, which was the first uh, what first-person shooter I ever played, really. Um, yeah, so there was an article about video games, and they came and took a picture of me playing Wolfenstein 3D. So there's a picture of young Duke playing Wolfenstein 3D on the Mac. You can contact Duke on three different email addresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't remember reading that. Yeah, it's mm. so stupid. But um, he's got a home office. I love your Ace Ventura post. Famous uh, public enemy ministry. Yeah, that was my dorm room. 316, what, what? New college, shout out. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, so did yeah. they get behind the monitor there? Was is there a space there? Uh, we just pulled the desk out a little, and the dude went crawling back there. So it was fine. But it's funny because I look, I look brain dead. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, probably. Probably, got like, they probably took like about fifteen. I was gonna say they probably took about fifteen shots, and like that was the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one. That one's the one where he looks like a zombie. Pick that one. Yeah, pick that one. So, yeah. Wolfenstein 3D, you know, it was very basic. It was way back in the day. Um, and But it was great. I mean, I, you know, I played it a lot. And, okay, there will be cursing in this video. Whatever. Moving on. Um, yeah. It was, gonna, sir, I, I can't view it if there's going to be cursing. What? Oh, if I can't view it if there's cursing. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. There's no yeah. loud. There's no, like, it's, it's it's in talking. It's not in the game. But, you know, there was this, this was the game where you, you would click on every wall segment because eventually one of them would open up in a secret, you know, passageway. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that now. I look at it now and I'm like, why did I play this? Like, it, it looks like a nightmare. All these, you know, you played it in the, what is it? The new, the new blood, the old order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this yeah. originally as well. You know, I played uh, the original Doom as well right. back in the day. So I never played Doom, but I got way into Wolfenstein. So, uh-huh. but that, but that was all you had to play. I mean, when you look at this, this is what games look like back yeah, then. Yeah, that's true. So you didn't have anything to compare it to. I mean, you know what you know now. But and this was the first 3D first-person shooter. Like 
this was the first one. So yep. If people want to know where this genre comes from, it comes from here. It does, and it comes from Id. You know what I mean? They, they're the guys that made the new Doom, and they made this back in the day. When you saw that food on the ground, oh, it was so blessed. You were like, oh, food, thank God. But to an extent, though, you've got to think, some of the team that possibly made this helped make the new Doom. Well, maybe, uh there's probably they're probably still there, you know. They're not dead, are they? I don't suppose. No, they're not dead. They're not dead, you know. Secrets. Maybe some of them are dead. <laughs> you know, it is a long time ago, but some might be you dead. Would have to ass- some might be dead, but and you when, have to assume. Some might not be dead. And when you found the the like you know submachine gun, oh, that was so nice because you had the single shot pistol for a while, and then you found a submachine gun. And it was like that. Now that I don't know, I think there's something to be said for a gun that's like a significant upgrade having a, a gun that doesn't do a whole lot for a little bit and then having, you know, cause most games now, which is, I, I, I like the fact that you go in and you have a decent gun at the start, but there's something to be said for having a crap gun at the start and then getting a better gun. Cause it's such a sense of relief. Yeah. I think the other thing about doom though, the, did the enemies always spawn in the same place in Wolfenstein in those? Yeah, games? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you could learn to play the game, couldn't you? Because you could play through the levels over and over, and then Hotline learn where Miami. every guard was. Yeah, Hotline Miami works the same way. That's true. Yeah, and it is about perfecting it, isn't it? That sort of perfecting your run. The thing I thought was weird about Wolfenstein 3D is that the Nazis would uh, p- display all their gold and jewels in a grid on the floor. That seems like a very interesting <laughs> way to display your gold and jewels. Mm. Yeah. But, true. True. But that's what you had to do back in the day. That's how you displayed them. All right, what else? Uh, what are the games? Uh, first, but I'm trying to think of early ones. Obviously, ha- the original Battle Half-Life. Two. Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2, man. Oh, this game was the best. Yeah, Battlefront was awesome. I don't know. I played a bit. I was rubbish. I uh, played a lot when I was a kid. I mean, a kid. You know, when I was younger. I played a lot. When you were a kid. And it's technically third person, but you could have you had a first person option to switch into first person. I played this Dagobah level so much because I found this group of people that I used to play with, and oh, they were so cool. And um, yeah, just such a well done game. I guess, but it was multiplayer only, wasn't it? Well, there was a version. There, there was, was a campaign mode, like yeah, there but... was sort of campaign mode. Um, there was a take over the galaxy mode, which was great because you're playing against bots. But it was a lot of fun, you know, and the bot, the AI was decent for its time. And uh, I remember playing that campaign in Battlefield One, sorry, Battlefront One. Yeah. For ages, like I, I got a lot of fun out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would take over the galaxy as the Empire, and then I'd take over the galaxy as the Rebels. And there was so much variety in the type of you know uh, soldiers you used, and I just think it was really well done. Yeah. It's a sh- the yeah. latest one didn't capture that same kind of thing. Yeah, but the, the the latest one just looked like a movie, didn't it? Well, the it? latest one had certain good things in it, but it just didn't capture the fun. It just didn't have the same, you know, well-balanced fun element. So, mm. anyway, yeah, what yeah. else? Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say that it's probably one of the best. No, we've not got there yet. Now we're going back in time. Now oh, huh? you said don't even so, go back three. You started with Call of Duty Four. Well, it's not my fault you decided to go back in time, so I'm going to talk about some of that changed first-person shooters for me. Call of Duty first-person shooters. The original Half-Life, yeah, it did. It's not a first-person shooter. You spent very little time shooting in that game. 
Shut up. Shut it's up. classed it's as like a first-person shooter. It's classed as one, so I'm going to talk about it. So shut Go up. Ahead, talk about it. I, I'm going to talk over you. But it's the first first-person shooter game where you don't do anything for about the first half an hour of the game. Yes. Like, nothing happens because you arrive, you know, at Black Mesa, and then you kind of just wander around, don't you? Get your suit on, go and talk to people. And it was just a weird experience because you're used to games where you just sort of start playing and you're just shooting stuff straight away. Yeah, I like to play shoot. When I play a shooter, I like to shoot things. That That makes me a weirdo, I guess. It makes you weirdo, but it's the first, it, it was it, it made you realize that it was something totally different, I think, and that's what was so cool about Half-Life. It did make me think it was something totally different. I was like, hey, this isn't a shooter. Now, I only played it for a very <laughs> short period of time when it first came out, and then I gave up on it, so I wasn't the target audience, I suppose. I wasn't into, you the, should first. Def- I wasn't into the first one that much. I remember that they had a co-op campaign in Half-Life called Delta, mm. um, and... Um, yeah, I enjoyed that because it was co-op. I played that with Marsh. Yeah. Um, you should de- you should definitely look at picking uh, picking up Black Mesa off the Steam store. Oh, I did. No, I won't. I won't be doing that. I did. And I- have you picked it up? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I played it for like twenty minutes, and I got to the part where you have to jump around on boxes, and I was like, no, I'm done. Ah, uh, it's good. It's so good, man. You just yeah. get past that bit. Guys, okay. If you like it, great. Play it. I'm not trying to get you to play, you know, Starbound. No, that's true. That's true. But even. It made me realize that video games could be more than just shooting, and I think that's the the milestone it created for me. Was like, do you know what? Actually, there are st- you can have a story in a video game. Shit, I knew that with Mist. You should what do you hate? I knew that when <laughs> Mist came out. Yeah, true. Yeah, true enough. I knew I games guess, could be more than play... shooting when I played Mario, the first game I ever played. No, but I mean shooters with a story. I don't necessarily right. mean... A, that's a whole different genre of right, games. Right. This life did teach me that you could have a shooter with a story that doesn't have any shooting in it. <laughs> it does have... It has a crowbar as well. Right. So just, First just to go. Just to go. But yeah, I mean... Love it or hate it, you know, it's been a huge success for Valve, hasn't it? Without this, maybe they wouldn't be doing what they're doing now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, is Portal a first-person shooter? You're shooting. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess first-person be... puzzle or anything, but I suppose it is. Yeah. Shooting a gun, but it's weird. You're shooting. Holes. They put this into the. They put Portal under first-person shooter in Steam, which is weird because I'm like, that's not really a shooter, dude. You're not shooting people, but you are shooting. I guess. Yeah, I guess. You're shooting things. It counts. Things are getting shot. Things are getting shot. Yeah. Wolves. So anyway, we, wolves we, are the victim in Portal. Yeah. They're always getting shot. Take that wall. Yeah, take that wall. Um, but we've we've moved a long way away from <laughs> from Call of Duty Four. I, should, I suppose we should get back to Call of Duty Four. Call of Duty Four is really. probably one of the best games ever made. Yes, I, I would I would probably agree it's, with it's you. It's like there's there's not much you can nitpick about Call of Duty Four being bad. Like it's it's like almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, I remember because at the time, um, at the time we were we were sort of playing this was when I was doing the the first podcast I ever did, uh, which was with uh, HSK Hero Reborn. You remember him? Yes, I remember. No one else is going to remember, so I don't know why you. <laughs> no, no one else is going to remember, remember him. But 
he he was going mental. I mean, he just went mental about this game. When the beta came out and everyone was playing it, he was like, perks, what are these perks? What is going on? You know, and all this sort of I think kill what, streaks. But Battlefield experimented with experience points and leveling up, but it was always in the back end. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? like, remember. I mean, I only ever played Battlefield 2 Modern Combat, which was the console-only version of it. But mm. leveling up was really difficult in that game. You had yeah, like, I, seven kill streaks and and all this stuff, and it was just it was un- Call of Duty just worked it out. They just went, oh, like this should be completely visible, so people get rewarded, right? And and it was really simple. And I mean, I could argue that the ones that they do now are like it's just too complicated. I think like the the when you get rewarded, it's like you know the the kids today, you know the the, the younguns today, right? The younguns, these when, when they go on sports day, everybody who competes in the race gets a medal. That's what Call of Duty is now, because you get rewarded every five seconds. Like you just you've killed you haven't killed someone for five minutes, and then you killed someone. Here's a thousand XP. I'm like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Like fuck this. Do you not know, think though? Part of that is to because ultimately the the goal of Activision is to sell copies of this game. So the more accessible they make it, the more copies of the game they'll no, sell. No, I don't think they need to make it more accessible to have that. I think. The, the 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 what that comes from is like well where can we put something else in? I think it's feature creep. It's feature creep. That's what it is. I, I sort of agree with you, but then I also remember people who didn't even play video games being interested in playing Call of Duty Four. Yeah. You know, and, and Call of Duty games because they, there was so much hype surrounding these no, games. I think like, I think people that play Call of Duty Four can can at least play a first person shooter. Like if you're not if you don't know how to like walk and move and shoot at the same time like you wouldn't get much fun out of call of duty anything it was easier to access call of duty 4 much more easier than it is black ops 3 i mean yeah try to pick up black ops 3 and that without having ever played a first person shooter forget it yeah i agree yeah i guess but anyway it was a great game The, the multiplayer i spent hours and hours i remember i got the gold cross if you prestige 10 times yeah the multiplayer i got that like the week call of duty uh, you know, Modern Warfare Two came out. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember you talking about that. Yeah, I had a little graphic on the website about here's Duke's progress toward the Gold Cross. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember talking about it in class, and it was great because I was talking about like, guys, I'm really close to getting my Gold Cross in Call of Duty, and then this one student was like, "What's a Gold Cross?" I was like, "What's a Gold Cross?" And another student's like, "What's Call of Duty?" I was like, "What's Call of Duty?" Oh my god! So I got. I think what was what was also interesting about this game is if you look at the graphics in this now compared to the to what we were looking at earlier with Quake, yeah. you can you know obviously there still are texture problems and stuff like that, but you can start to see you know the power of the 360 and developers starting to get their head around. Yeah, I mean, how to I mean this is it. like what two three years ahead of that. Like it's not that far ahead. Yep. And it's all no. games were already starting to look great, and Call of Duty Four still looks pretty good. You know, like it, it's holding up well. Um. Yeah, Call of Duty is probably one of the best games ever made. Like it's it's up there. Uh, whether it's one of my favorite, like I, I still think Red Dead's like one of my favorite or Super Mario. World, but like, it's I haven't played Call of Duty for a long time. Um, but I'll be really interested in sort of going through it a bit more academically and just sort of going through it and breaking it down a bit and and just going right. This is why this scene is great. And in most call it like what Call of Duty was up to that point was World War Two. Yeah, and everybody was a little bit yeah, sick of World War Two, um, uh, and, and we were just fatigued with World War Two. And modern military shooters at the time were very 
um, unapproachable. They were very heavy on detail and um, people that people that were in the military. That's what modern shooters were for. You know, people like Armor Three nerds and stuff like that. That's that was what modern shooters were for. Uh, and Call of Duty just went now. Nah, like this, modern shooters should be for everyone. And and Call of Duty campaigns also didn't have many shocks or anything in them. Or like it was just sort of go through, and you're so used to winning in Call of Duty campaigns. You know what I mean? You were the Americans or the British, and you were fighting World War Two, and you'd win, and because you're awesome. And Call of Duty Four was not really, but you know, it's not. That's not the message in Call of Duty Four. Um, it's much more sophisticated sort of story. Um, but they fucked it up with the others. Yeah. Because they did. I mean, obviously, the the pinnacle scene in Call of Duty Four was the ghillie suit, wasn't it? I, yeah, that one. But I'd also argue one of the most important scenes in Call of Duty Four is when you uh, you're in the nuclear blast because you you get on a pl- yeah. you, you do a whole mission and oh, there's a moth, moth, moth. <laughs> right, uh, you do a whole mission. <laughs> dust, it's dust. Ned Flanders. Uh, you do a whole <laughs> mission and. Um, yeah, you know, you, you you do this mission, you do it awesome, and it's great, and you you think, yeah, you're going to get on the helicopter and get away just in time, and the nuclear bomb explodes, and you're like, oh, hang on, like, I'm going down. Um, yeah, and you get out, and you and you die, and you, so it made you do that whole mission for nothing, and it, the message there was like, well, you know, war fucking sucks, yeah. Uh, yeah. and you're not always going to get out alive, and that was strange, and they tried to emulate that, and my problem with modern warfare 2 and it just became like about well it almost became a trope it, it, it? It, it, no it became like about the end of the world the story did in the end whereas i what i really liked about call of duty 4 was that um it wasn't about the end of the world it was just sort of like you know this could have happened and you didn't even know about it you know uh but the modern warfare 2 like introduced like, oh, the russians invade all Koreans yeah. in Bay. Let's like, do oh, let's do oh. some really shocking scene. Yeah, and, and, and Modern Warfare text. Two did have a scene where you died again and you get thrown onto a fire. And Modern Warfare Three, you had a scene where the the car bomb went off in London. And it's always like close, you know. And there's obviously the the um, no Russians allowed in Modern Warfare Two, where you you can you have the option of killing murder all the civilians. No, is it, no, wasn't it, wasn't it no Russian where you weren't allowed? Don't speak in Russian. Um. No, is it the, the the line is you are Russian, you're an undercover person trying to be in the Russian terrorism thing, or whatever. I won't get too technical. And uh, the the guy says before you go out the lift, he says no rushing. Ah, oh, uh, I thought he said no Russian. I thought yeah. it was always no Russian. So he says yeah. no Russian, uh, and the mission's called no Russian. So yeah, you know it's, it's Russian. I thought but I remember it was a good game, but it's it's just it be, all the story becomes is like the end of the world, and I, I I'm really sick of end of the world stories. I think they're so dumb. Um, yeah. So yeah, Call of Duty Four is great, and, and when you play it on veteran, fuck me, that game is is brutal. Uh, where you're waiting by that Ferris wheel, and you yeah. just well, you're just hiding. Where, the where there's like 50 million grenades landing at your feet all the time. Well, that was World, <laughs> World at War did that a lot. There was three people ahead of me and six grenades, which means they all threw two each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that, and I was like, they just got grenades. I think Call of, Duty, <laughs> Call of Duty in general did that a lot, didn't it? Yeah, World at War was, I mean? like, was... notorious. After Modern Warfare Two was the first time they introduced non-spawning enemies. So, like the, the the way Call of Duty worked was, you shot enemies and they just keep spawning until you cross an invisible line. Yeah. Um, Modern Warfare Two actually 
run out of enemies. So you could just stay in one spot and keep going and just like just camp. Whereas the other games never really did that. Um, yeah, so they changed the way the game worked. Um, yeah, yeah cool. do, you, do you know what? Brilliant. Do you know what though? As as cool as Call of Duty Four was, it wasn't quite as cool as Bioshock when that came out. Bioshock and my God. Oh well, they're two very different games, but I would argue that um, I I think Bioshock's like amazing. But in terms of what Call of Duty Four has brought to the industry, uh, I think Call of Duty Four it's is just like pack, I think it's up there. I think it's above Call uh, Bioshock. But Bioshock has a, has no. also offered a lot to the industry. I'm not saying it's not an either or type of thing. We don't need to compare. No, it isn't. I think they both brought completely different things. Yeah, to they the did. Industry, they, they, they're both first person shooters, but they 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 do very very different things. And they both came out well, the up. same year. You know, so it's phenomenal, really. Yeah, yeah. But let's also and they remember came out the same year as Halo Three. They did. Let's also remember, box. though, but... <laughs> yeah, Orange Box. Oh, my God, we've not even got that far yet. Shut up. Uh, but let's also not not forget that Bioshock has, and still for me, the best demo that's ever been released Yeah, but for a game. We don't play demos, so we're playing games. No, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of the greatest things that Bioshock did was that demo they released for. It's a demo. It's a demo. Yeah, it was a good demo. What do you mean it was a good demo? It was an amazing demo because it left you that really. Come on, you have to be as excited about it as Stu is. Yeah, I remember, on, I remember playing the demo where it ended, and I was like, "Yeah, this this seems fucked up." <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the moment I knew this game was was fucked up in a big way uh, was when you saw the woman with the pram, and you're like, yes. "Oh yeah, it's a woman with a pram nursing a baby." No, she's not. She's got a giant gun in it. <laughs> it's a giant gun in a pram. Yeah, uh, I know, and that was, and it's like, what are these plasmid things? What the hell's going on? And that woman grew up to be Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she, yeah, what are you gonna do, Duke? I mean, you've got Trump or Clinton. What are you doing? Clinton is the easy choice there. I mean, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I, I don't hate her. No, you, you hate Trump then. You'd be pleased to know that my nephew, who's uh, three years old, uh, has now learned how to say Donald Trump and can't stop saying it. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Donald he's Trump, got about Donald the Trump. intelligence level that Trump's aiming for with his campaign rhetoric. So, and the, the, the twins finish school. You know, they sign the shirts when they finish school and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for some reason, it's just like a running joke at the school, and and somebody written Jimmy's shirt, vote for Donald Trump. Oh boy. And I said, you, you do know Donald Trump's a, an awful person, right? You know, he's a, an awful human being. It's a fact. Went, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know. <laughs> we just think it's funny. Yes. Well, there you go. Anyway, Bioshock, great game. Yeah, Bioshock. I mean, again, graphically, this looked incredible. You know, when you saw this, yeah. and again, if we compare it to early 360 games, it's it's just amazing how. Far, and I think this had one of the greatest, you know, that Art Deco art the style. Art Deco I thought style was amazing, good. and it, it it carries over into the UI, which is very important because I think I don't know, I can't think of a lot of games before this that had an art style with the UI that really went further than just sort of your standard boxes and whatnot. So the fact that when you went to buy ammo, it was the, you know, little vending machines that were like, ah, step right up, take a chance. Yeah. Oh, we're just amazing though. I think, I think one of the most incredible things to me with Bioshock was the fact that the biggest enemy in the game, unless you engage it, 
<laughs> would totally ignore you though. You could walk yeah. past it and it wouldn't attack you. Yeah. That was weird. That uh, it just it was just like no, I've got my thing to do. I'm doing stuff. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm carrying the little sister and and looking after her. You don't, you're so unless you're gonna... you know, you, you've got a problem in a game like that, you get rid of it. Then you don't have to worry about it. But because it's always yeah. in the room or around and you hear it, it's kind of weird. And you, you don't want to attack it because it's big and also it's not really doing anything to you. So, yeah, you, you feel a bit strange about them. The other thing we need to say about Bioshock is that it 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 has one of the best stories ever in a first-person shooter. Probably the best story. I don't think I can hesitate by saying it has the best story for a first-person shooter because it takes the concept of the first-person shooter and twists it on its head and says, okay – all this stuff you're doing, here's why. And yeah, that's the yeah. thing that no first-person shooter had ever done. And really, we haven't seen anything. I mean, Spec Ops The Line sort of plays with it a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it comes nearly as close as Bioshock. So I, I really have to give Bioshock a lot of credit for... The thing with Spec Ops The Line, even though it's not a first-person shooter, is like what, what you expected that game to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, this is just going to be dumb. Well, that's, they're playing with the expectations. And I think Bioshock yeah. is doing that as well. But I think Bioshock does it in a more profoundly philosophical way. Spec Ops The Line does it in a somewhat interesting psychological way. Yeah. I thought Spec Ops The Line was still a great video game. Though I, think, I still think when I got to the end of it, I was still like, wow. I, yeah. You know, I kind of thought that might be what it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. You know, when it confirmed it, you were like... Whoa, and I think Spec- all that shit I did. Right, I think Spec Ops The Line has a, the ability to remain in our thoughts long after we've played it, which is a good sign, and it's hard for a shooter to do that, especially a military shooter. Yeah, because there's a bit... Is it, I'm trying to remember there was a, a part of the game where... Did you have to mortar attack something? White, white phosphorus. That's right. Yeah, white phosphorus attack, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was, and then when you found out what you'd actually done, you were like, "Wow, that is awful." Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't feel like it had that big impact on me because I feel like that whenever I play a first-person shooter, it's like I'm massacring hundreds and hundreds of people. So the fact that oh, I attacked a you know, civilian installation, okay, I, I, I feel like, I mean, whatever. Like it, it had an impact on a lot of people, and I'm not trying to disrespect that. I just felt like it wasn't as Im- impactful on me as it was on a lot of other people. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think we go, coming back to Bioshock, I think one of my biggest gripes with Bioshock is even though they were definitely pushing the envelope and, and trying new stuff and doing completely different things that no one else had ever done, they were still sort of caught up in first-person shooter design 101 where, you know, you have to have a boss fight at the end. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it just wasn't a very good one either. And I think that was probably the biggest negative point about the whole game. I agree really. with that. I mean, I don't think it's... I, I think you know, it took me a while to finish the game, and I was annoyed by that. But in the end, I feel like it was okay. I wasn't too bothered by it. Yeah, I know. And I think I think as we've moved from, you know, forward in time, it's become less and less important to have a boss fight at the end of games, hasn't it? You know what I mean? That's yes. You can do other ways to end a game now. You don't have to have a big boss fight. Yeah, I guess. And I, Yeah. But yeah, great game. I mean, even now, it's it's such a great game. That being and, and, said, though, Portal has some of the best boss fights. Well, yeah. It does, but they're very creative and clever Well, that's boss what I mean. Fights, that's what I'm right? getting at. Like, you know, if they're done well, then... They're very impactful. Right, I agree. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But the they almost they're almost disguised, aren't they? They're a boss fight, but 
they don't necessarily feel like well, one. Well, I suppose Paul, Paul's an exception because, especially Portal 2, he's like, because you, spell, you spend so little time actually fighting something. You know what I mean? Like, actually, like, fighting it, right. trying to work out how to destroy something. It's more about just getting out of the room. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. to do that in a in a in portal game, it sort of feels a bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And I, I've mm-hmm. got to say as well, by the way, the going keep going, we keep flipping from one thing to another. But going back to Bioshock, stop apologising for the, going from one thing <laughs> to another. It's fine. People I can know, keep yeah. track as long uh, as you tell them what it is. Yeah, the first time you do attack a big daddy, you, boy oh boy, you never forget. Yeah. You know the like the, when it I comes at you and it comes so. Fast. Oh, yeah. Big daddies like, are in this game. Yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, what is going? And it hits you the first time, and you go flying, and you're like, oh my god, what do I do? <laughs> Help! <laughs> I'm scared. It's killing me. What's it, do the, it goes after the other dude in the gla- across the glass, right? Isn't that the first time you see him? Yeah, yeah. The, you you saw sort of the first. I mean, we saw a lot in the trailer, didn't we? And the, but the first time, yeah, you really see one in in the game is this bit now that's showing on screen where, you know, the dude the splicer tries to shoot it and then it just makes mincemeat out yeah. of him, and you suddenly realise how powerful these things are. And I think what also, what it also did with the you know using the plasmids and and the guns, you sort of you there was any number of ways that you could attack a, a big daddy to take him down. No big daddy should have all that power. You know, and it did it did make you you know, it's one of the first games that that made it very creative in combat. Yeah, I will say that the the map, the quest finding thing sucked in BioShock. That arrow at the top of the screen, no help whatsoever. I hated it. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, but that was, um, I guess that was, you know, it was primitive at this point, wasn't it? They were trying different things and different ways to get you around without actually having a mini-map on screen. Um, but the other thing it did, did, which was interesting, which, you know, games prior to it hadn't, was, you know, the Vita Chambers. Yep. So if you died, you didn't die. You just got regenerated at a Vita Chamber and just carried on yeah, playing. Yeah, and I, I remember there was somebody who did, he wrote up like an alternative ending for Bioshock, which I thought was awesome. And I don't remember what it was, but it, it used the Vita Chambers in a way that was really intriguing. And I think it would have been a much better ending if they had ended it that way. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, right into the show. See if you can find it. Remind us. All right. We've got to move on. Yeah. What other video games do we want to talk about? Left 4 Dead. Uh, first person shoot. Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we should definitely talk about Left, Left 4 Dead. Dead. Especially one. Just, uh, I love that game. Yeah. I mean, it's one of, one of the best like community games I think I've ever played. Yeah. This is great fun. Like it's just, I mean, two I know people had fun with, and I I really liked two as well. I just didn't play it as much as one. I think because it's you know the first one is the first one. So um, yeah, Left 4 Dead, I just played it over and over again for a good yeah. Oh, yeah. few years. I'd play I play that anytime. I'd play that now. Yeah, I would. I think we should have a, a Left 4 Dead play date on because you you'll have a PC that I can run it soon, Chinny and what have you. So yeah. we should definitely play that again. In fact, your PC now will probably run it because probably. Left 4 Dead plays on almost anything. You could play it on a calculator. Valve knows how to That's not true. Games that work on everything. They do, honestly. Valve optimized games to work on nearly anything. You know what For I those mean? who don't know, you know, Left 4 Dead 
was not only good because, yeah, okay, it made you have to work together with other people, but I think that the dynamics of the zombies was really good because you didn't, you know, some zombie games require you to, you know, sh- make sure you shoot them in the head. It, it gets very onerous in having to deal with zombies. Um, with this game, it's just brrr, like one burst. It, it was the number of zombies that you dealt with when the hordes came running. That was something to see. It was a number, but also it was the kind of random nature because every time you played through it, they would spawn in different places. The number of zombies would be yep, different. Okay. You know, where where they would hoard on you was always sure. different. Right. You know, so even though you were you were going through the same scenario, it, it never really played the same twice. Some things were obviously similar, right. but I don't think I've ever played a video game where I felt so much tension. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to get in the safe room and, you're, and there's someone stranded or someone left behind and you're like, get in the safe room, get in the safe room. I think the game, trying to pile in at the end. I think the game vastly improves with the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. playing it once through the No Mercy level with bots just to be like, I want to figure out how this game works. And like after two minutes, I could tell like this is not meant to be played with bots. I need to be playing this with other people. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to play in co-op. But in, in addition to that, apart from the co-op, the, the competitive was oh, yeah. just something else. You know, else. it's funny. I'm surprised. I feel like games, no games have really done or even tried to mimic that. You know what I mean? Like, there have been. I mean, there have been. There's a shark one in there. There's an underwater game that's similar that's, that's to this. Just, and, I mean, okay, that's one. There's a product mainstream that has coming up. And that, yeah, that's true. That, that's doing like that. Feel like, it, I guess Evolved sort of tries to take its lead from Left 4 Dead too. I mean, it just feels like it's such an effective, you know, technique in Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 that it's just surprising to me that it hasn't caught on more. Well, to be fair, Evolved is made by the same people who made Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, isn't it? So you would expect it to be And that's why it's had such an enduring greatness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had some great sort of multiplayer matches, haven't yeah. we? Were. I mean, I remember that oh. match. Yeah, no, not in Evolve. In, in Left 4 Dead, I remember the one where Duke and we, it was the, the train level, you know, where you come yeah, out on the train. More than 30 seconds out of the thing. Yeah, it was like 30 seconds and we took everybody down and it was just that's, such an amazing that's the, Right, feeling. that's the thing. Is that like, yeah, it's, it's the best playdates we've ever had have been Left 4 Dead playdates. Yeah. Definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Everybody wants to play Left 4 Dead now. Yep. And what's cool about Left 4 Dead as well, and we, we, should, we shouldn't overstate this, that like one single campaign will take probably about, is it about an yeah, hour? About, about an hour, hour and a bit. And it was a great game to play because you you'd literally played one scenario yeah. and then you were done. And it was just a nice you amount do, of time. You know, people would be like, all right, I'm up for one more. But then other people would be like, I got to go. And it was fine. That's not a problem. And I would say that, you know, yeah, like, okay, so the the make your last stand things were kind of cliched in that, but I think they worked because it wasn't really a boss fight. It was just, you know, combinations of the stuff you'd been doing. Well, it was that. And it, I, I think it was, you know, we, we probably don't give this game enough credit. I don't know. I'm trying to think when it came out in relation over to... It's the best game ever. You're like, we're not giving... 2000, 2008 when it came out, 2009 yeah. for the sequel. So was this kind of before games had horde modes in them? Uh, was this after horde that? mode came out in two thousand eight. Um, so it was about the same so time. So around the similar time, because because really that last stand was just a horde mode, yeah. wasn't it? That's kind of what it was. It's like throw everything at you, 
and then survive all the different waves of enemies. And then you get like obviously a tank at the end of all that, and then you have to get to the you know whatever vehicle it is to escape. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the boat. Um, but yeah, incredible game. Just incredible. Even one of my favourite levels, the airport one. And when you get to it, and you just see the plane crash, and it's like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And like you say, I I don't think any game has has emulated this since to the same sort of level or degree. Well, certainly not nearly as successful. What I liked about playing Left 4 Dead with different people is awesome. Everybody would have a slightly different technique. It's like, oh, yeah, if you crouch here on this ledge and then shoot them from here. This usually works, and then they just get eaten the next five minutes. And I was uh, the guy who got hit by the boomer because I was always like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I'd be running ahead, and then, pff, ah, crap, guys, I need your help. I, just I was always the guy that startled the witch because I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, the other thing that was interesting about this game as well, you, you really couldn't get separated from the group. Oh, well, yeah. It was kind of the most co-op co-op game ever, wasn't it? Because it's, the moment you got separated, the game knew you you were on your own, and that was that. And suddenly, all these zombies. Yeah, and would I've appear. said this before, but you know, it's an example of the the rules of the game being structured in such a way that you can't be a jackass to your teammates. And I think more games should do that in a way that helps people have to get along. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, right, okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, talking of community games, I'd like to bring up a game here that I feel like came out of nowhere, really, but everybody absolutely loved, which is Borderlands. Yeah. The first Borderlands. The more I think about Borderlands, the more I fucking hated it. <laughs> Do you well, the original game? Yeah, I just. I, just, well, I don't know. I just, everyone apart from Ginny. Everybody. I, I, it was good, and I did like it, but like. I mean, I think it's a game of its time. I, I, I really do. I, I, I don't think you can go back and play that game. I went back and played it like three times. Yeah, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you juke. He, Eli's going back and playing that game. No. I, I played it, I liked it, but I, I think it's a bit bland. Like, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's really. Well, <laughs> what, like every other first person shooter. Well, oh, no, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. like there were so many, you know, you, raiders, and then you, know, you have somebody who's a slightly stronger raider, and then you have a psycho, and he's on fire. If you want to, if you want to break it down like that, Stu, yeah, like every game is the same thing. You know, every mission in GTA, you drive, you kill someone, but like it's just how they keep you engaged, and I don't think Borderlands. Yeah, it's very how it changed. No, the way that Borderlands kept you engaged was by keep giving you newer weapons. With loot, it? yeah, like, and I'm not oh, big into loot, yeah. I don't think. I'm not really that into loot. Right. I kind of find it frustrating yeah. to just keep swapping something. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like, oh, fucking hell, now I've got to... Get, like, that sort of frustrates me a little bit. I hear you. I just want to think. Like, I don't want, uh, yeah. like, casual... You know, in Doom, like, like they give you a weapon, and now this is added to the roster of your weapons, but your other weapons are still wicked. So I like that mentality where like or in batman arkham asylum where you know you get like this thing and then you get this other thing and you're like i don't know how i lived with this yeah um but with loot it's just like slightly stronger than what you has yeah you know i hear you um i think the thing that i like about loot is you know feeling more powerful all the time i think that's a very rewarding thing for me the other thing i'll say about borderlands is i remember this was one of the games that i i thought oh man the duchess is gonna get into this like sheena because you can't die you just end up going back you know whatever there's no real harm 
it, she she tried it for like five minutes and she was like, screw this. She got real tense and angry. It was, just, it was because, you know, like, I, I just think first person shooters just aren't her thing. So she, you know, she finished Portal and stuff, but I just think that this wasn't her thing. So Yeah, and it's, that, it's always that thing of trying to get your wife to play. Well, it's, it's games, trying to get it? anybody to play a game that's not their thing. You know what I mean? When you try to get me to play Proteus, God help us. <laughs> so you got to know the person, oh, not the just the game. Huh? What's the matter with that? Um, I mean, we should mention some PS3 stuff. We should mention Killzone. I guess. No. Killzone but, 2 was the one that I played. I don't know. Of. Why have you got the urge to mention Killzone? Is it just because you've got a hard-on for PlayStation? Like, no, we should mention Let's mention every fucking average first-person shooter, then, because that's all Killzone is. Yeah, but it had no, Killzone cool lights and sound effects. Killzone can Killzone three like was pretty balls. good, to be honest. <laughs> I I wasn't keen on the first two, to be honest. I never played the first one because that was on a PlayStation two, wasn't the it? Halo Killer. That's what it was. Yeah, done. I suppose. When it was marketed, it was like was this game's gonna kill Halo. Yeah, but wasn't that the game where they went, "This is what it's gonna look," and they showed this trailer of this amazing looking that's game, just, and then they spent like the next. Two. But the first was that Killzone two spent. did that. But the first one was like, "This is the Halo killer." Oh my god, this is PlayStation's Halo. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I played Killzone three. Is the one I remember, and I I really like Killzone three. I wasn't like say I wasn't I never. I thought you would ranked Resistance over Killzone. Well, I'm coming to that. Just hang on, Jenny. You know, resist- He's getting there. I'm, coming, I'm getting there. Big James Mall. It's illegal against podcast rules. Shut up. But one of the yeah, one of the best PS3 exclusives was Resistance Three. Very proud. Uh, I've still to play Resistance Three because this this is this this game falls into the category of Stu as the only person that's played it on the show and keeps saying how good it is. I can't wait to play it through him wrong. Um, and I really need to play Resistance Three so I can just go. You, I want you thanks. to play it to prove me right. Yeah. Have you still got your PS3? I do. Oh, well, get it, just for God's sake. It's even, right, I'll tell you what you can do. It's not, it's not, have it's you done a trial? My PS3, I don't know. Yeah, but have you, done, have you done a trial of PlayStation Now yet? No. Oh, you haven't got a PS4, have you? Uh, no. Um, the PlayStation Now, you can you can do a trial of that for a week or whatever, and you could play it in that time. So you can get a yeah, free trial I'll, of PlayStation Now. There are a million other games to play, so... You have, but... It's a game worth playing. Even I played it on PlayStation now when I did the trial again, and this game really stands up. You know, I was like thinking, oh, this is going to look really ropey now, or I'm going to feel like maybe it wasn't as good as I remember it. But I played through about the first four or five chapters again on PlayStation now, and it's so, so good. Like, story-wise, like, the shooting feels great. You know, the fact that it's just an average Joe that you're playing as, you know, not some pumped-up soldier... It it just really has a feeling of Half Life, Half Life Two, you know. And you're on a journey. You you that's the the game is you moving, you know, trying to get to somewhere else. And I think that's why I loved it so much because it just had that really cool feel of this journey through this like landscape and being hunted all the time. So so good. So it's still one of my favorite. On your own, games. man. Yeah. I'm on my own on this show, but I don't think I'm necessarily on my own. If you know. You're on your own. I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Uh, any other first-person shooters you want to mention? Anything else that you want to go nope, over? Nope, not me. 
I mean, we haven't really mentioned anything from current generation. That's what I was going to say. I was, I was trying to think of some modern stuff. Let me also uh, say something about Battlefield. If we're going to spend a time talking about Call of Duty, Battlefield Absolutely. 4 yeah. is a glorious... I mean, Battlefield 4, might, I think it rivals Call of Duty 4 as the best online shooter. I never played Battlefield 4, but I, I, I really enjoyed uh, Bad Company 2. I think that's probably one of my favorite yeah. Battlefield games. Um, not for the single player, uh, but for the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, I think Battlefield just do a great job. I mean, with their multiplayer, they're just they're just fantastic. I was going to say single player though. Uh, Bad Company is probably one of the best Battlefield single players. The original oh, one. Yeah. 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 Well, it had it had characters, and it didn't take itself too. And serious. it was funny because it was offering no, different. It wasn't trying to be like military and like you know. Uh, and Battlefield Two, sorry, Battlefield Bad Company Two was really serious all of a sudden and you're just like why have they gone down this route it's true um yeah so that was good but i think bad company 2 nailed the the multiplayer oh yeah and the vietnam expansion was great vietnam expansion was fantastic um i didn't really like three at all uh problems with its maps i think i think mm. play was good but i think problems with some of the map design was really problematic yeah, I think four they fixed a lot of that, and they added the sort of destructible environments in some levels, which I think was really cool. So, yes. I've, yeah, yeah, I've, I've still yet to play Battlefield Four. I don't know it's why still, I missed it's, it. It's still very active. There's a lot of people still playing Battlefield yeah. Four. So I know, I know, it's a yep. really, really popular game. Holler at me and let's play some because I'm still playing it. Big Bad Daddy still plays it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's still, it's still got a a big community. Um. The only other two games I'll mention, I guess, uh, from sort of current generation, are probably the Metro games. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, Metro 2013 and the last one. one. I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't really enjoy that game. I did, but I, I wouldn't say it's like the best game ever. I think I love the book so much that I felt like I think I liked the game mostly because I was in the world of the book. Oh my god. Yeah, the book's excellent. It is an excellent yeah. book. Uh, and it is, you're right, it's great to read the book and then play the game or vice versa. Yeah. Simi Boy 1989 says Medal of Honor. Like, that was what Call of Duty was based on, basically. Uh, yeah. The first ones. And, yeah, they they were great. The first two were fantastic. Medal of Honor Frontlines as well, which was the console version of Medal of Honor 1. Um, and that was the sort of first game that did the... Saving Private Ryan scene. I think it was. I think Steven Spielberg actually had a, a piece in it as well. I think he produced it or something. Yeah. Um. You know. So it was. It was really, really good. Uh. But they. They couldn't sort of simulate that success again. What they did with the first one, and I think Call of Duty just overtook them eventually. Uh. At some point, I think it was around Call of Duty too. Uh. But Medal of Honor, the first Medal of Honor was great. A lot of yeah. Medal of Honor campaign as well wasn't just shooty shooty bang bang. There was a lot of sort of sneaking around and. <laughs> you know, I, in my head, then it was chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. So there was a part with you know climbing on with goats and the ladder. Also, uh, no, that's uh, that's Call of Juarez, that game. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Oh, Call of Juarez, I love that's that nice. game. Yeah, Call of Juarez is, the, <laughs> is where Ladder Goat came from because uh, I played yeah. all of the Call of Juarez games apart from the last one. Yeah, I, I think the second one was the best one. I think the second one is the best one. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that was Bounding, like Brothers, Brothers Bounding Blood or something like that one. 
Yeah, well, something like that. I really like the second one. The first one was all right. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What is that? Is that a deer? <laughs> a donkey? That donkey, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> a donkey? I stand corrected, thank you. Uh, because I know it was uh, Call of Warriors, because I played Call of Warriors 3, which is awful. Yeah. And in Call of Warriors... Which is... Yeah. Um, you, there's and an area... Was Gunslinger, wasn't it? No, Gunslinger was the, after that. Yeah, that's what I said. Then it was Gunslinger. Yeah, wasn't Gunslinger's it? the only one I've played. I haven't played. And apparently, Gunslinger's pretty good. But anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Call of Warriors three. Uh, in every Call of Warriors game, you go to the same, this same area. It's like this, like fort. It sort of looks like a fort, and you go to in every Call of Warriors game, you always go there. It's like a key part of the game, and um, yeah, in three you go there, and obviously three set in modern day, and you you pick up a DVD. And it says Ladder Ghost, and you get an achievement for it. Nice. And I didn't know what it was. I was like, what the fuck is this? All right. <laughs> and I just Googled it, Ladder Goat, and I found that. And obviously, then I discovered what it was. Uh, so that's why I knew Call of Warriors was... Uh... But the first Call of Warriors was an interesting game, because you played as two different people, like a young... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the chap wow. discovering... Um, that a goat can walk up a ladder, which is yes. pretty hilarious, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, so it's hilarious. Yeah, the first you, time you see it, once you see it, though, it's like, okay, it's a glitch in a game, and this guy's just losing his mind. Over no, I, I laugh more at him. Like, <laughs> like I laugh more at like the fact that he's just in pain. Like, when much he's laughing. He's... <laughs> oh, and my stomach. <laughs> see that, that that it's there. You go. I, I, like it, it. That clip just captures for me like. Do you know that bit where just something just gets you? Just oh, yeah. something just... just you, you can't stop laughing. Like, you're... Like, you just... Like, and that is one of the most genuine... Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you, I mean, there's so much, like, YouTube videos of people, like, being all false and trying to force humour and things like this. And that is just one of the most genuine moments I've seen. Like, I've just laughed at on, on a video game. And, and it's, 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 it's beautiful. I love that, that moment. Um... But yeah, Call of Warriors, the first game was interesting because uh, you play as a priest and, a, and a, a young Native American. So they had very different gameplays and you cross each other's paths. Um, yeah, and, and the, preacher, the, the, the preacher guy had a very weird special move where he could preach the Bible at people while shooting them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I and remember that. I think you could like confuse people as he was preaching to them. I think that was one of the things. Um, yeah, it was very strange. Uh, I'll put a word in for Far Cry 3, because that is, I think, one of the great first-person shooter games. Open world yeah. first-person shooters. I think that's really well done. Even though Tom Bissell yeah. prefers 2, which is yeah, whatever. crazy. Yeah, what uh, is he? I'll also put in a word for Overwatch. Like, it hasn't been out long, but I really do feel like it's a wonderful first-person yeah. shooter. Especially because, you know, for whatever reason, I like Team Fortress 2, but I just couldn't get into it, really. I would never go back to it and play it a lot. But... No. Overwatch is just bringing me back every day. Like, I'll just play. Hell, we never mentioned Team Fortress 2. I love that yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, again, like, it's, it doesn't feel like a proper shooter because, you know, a lot of the guns are cartoony. But Overwatch doesn't have that problem, man. Overwatch is really well done and really well balanced. And if anybody's on it, holler at me at Duke Scaff on Twitter and we can get the numbers going and I can add you on Battle.net. There you go. There you go. Any others? There you go. 
Um, no, I've just 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 to clarify as well, I'd forgotten about this, but uh, Colorado's three was the cartel, wasn't it? Which was the one set in modern day. Yeah, and it was three different people you could play as, and they all had three different stories. And at the end, basically, the the story was that you all fought each other. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And it was shit. Jeez, it was shit. And the big feature in that game was uh, you could shoot. Out, there's the scenes where you're in a car and you shoot out the window. That was the that was the thing. The game was awful. Yeah, I played the whole thing. I've forgotten that it was um, published by Ubisoft as well. Are we ready for emails? Yeah, let's do. Oh, Well, luckily, we only have one email because we spent a lot of time talking about first-person shooters. Though, love, that's good. not necessarily luck. We love having emails. So we do. We yeah. do. It's, it's only under the circumstances right. it's lucky. Yes. It, um, anyway. How much we have only one email. Yeah. Anyway, it's from Derek Signs, and he says this. Uh, we got to go back, veteran gamers. we got to go back. Okay. Doodly do doodly do doodly do. I think that's meant to be the flashback harp. Uh, okay, I see. There you go. Anyway, he says I hope you are doing very well, VG. No, I'm yeah. miserable. I'm, my foot got blown apart. Uh, brilliant. After hearing you talk about Back to the Future and mind wiping, yes, Duke, I will buy. You better buy my book. Everybody, better buy my book. I'm gonna crack your skull open. Buy my buck, buy my buck. Um, <laughs> on last week's show, uh, yeah, the subject of this week's email was easy. Uh, the second law of thermodynamics and its effects on the UK's short-term immigrant policy in the wake of its imminent departure from the EU financial markets. Okay, I don't. What is the second uh, law of thermodynamics? I have no clue. Uh, too obvious, I hear you say. Okay, here's another very similar topic for discussion. Sorry. For the question, uh, uh, the second law of thermodynamics, the total entropy of an isolated system always increases over time. There you go, bro. I was just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> if you could have your mind wiped of just the memory of playing three video games for reasons good or bad, what game would honest, they I got honest, it would be? not be Heavy Rain. Like I would not want to get Heavy Rain out of my brain. I think it was so much fun to yell about that game that I wouldn't want it gone. Now, Proteus, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having that wiped because that was just an un an experience and and i feel like there was no value to the talk discussion afterwards well yeah, now that and like skyrim if i could go back and play skyrim without having played it before oh god oh my god you just like oh my god it's skyrim do you know interestingly skyrim uh i played that at uh egx but i think it was still euro gamer you at that you're point better than me before it came so? out and I'm just saying, look, I'm just giving you a memory. Just go ahead, memory. go ahead. Mind wiping, man, mind wiping. Uh, and I remember sitting there and playing it. You can't just say that like for, it has some significance. Mind It does have significance. I played it for like 20 right. minutes. And I remember the guy coming up and going, all right, time's up, mate. And I, I could have quite happily sat there and played it all It's day. almost as though it's the best video game ever and we should all play it all day. Almost. Anyway. Almost. Uh, anyway. Yes. anyway. Oh, um, other game I want to wipe out of my memory? What do you want to wipe out of your memory? So you, I just so you could play the game, or yeah, know. I think you know Portal Two probably because that was such a wonderful experience through and through. Like 
you know, yeah, it was kind of frustrating at times, but overall, just the humor was good. I never. And Duke, I, we could play the co-op again. Yeah, exactly. I never yeah, reached a point see. with Portal 2 where it was like, oh, I got to go back and play that some more. Instead, it was, you know, I played it in, I think, like one or two nights, and it was just like, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, and it's over. Love it, love that's it, love it, love it. Fun. Um, that, that's a pretty rare thing. Yeah. No, and one more. You've got to give you no, three. Proteus, Skyrim, and Portal. Oh, yeah, you have. You're right. So you have. Uh, Chini, what about you? What three games for good or bad would you wipe? Well, I'd never wipe out Mario World or Mario 64 because they're so tied to my childhood. Uh, I'd be yeah, yeah, so you wouldn't want to not remember yeah, playing Yeah, exactly. Games. So I, 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 I love them so much. And I, I, the fact that I remember what to do doesn't really take the enjoyment out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, like no, it doesn't... I, you mean, that's me and Skyrim, baby. So I, 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 I can play... I could play Mario... You know, Mario could be 64 or World could be the only game I ever play, and I'd be happy. You know, uh, I'd be fine. But anyway, um, I definitely Portal 2 is without a doubt one of mine. Uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption is the other one mm-hmm. that I would, and maybe a controversial one, but uh, GTA 4. Mm. Uh, and not because I thought it was bad. I, I, I love GTA 4. I I absolutely adore the story. I think a lot of people knock the story a little bit too much in GTA 4, but because a lot of GTA 4 was about the American dream. Yeah. And I just love the, you know, basically Nico goes this thing of like, he's promised one thing about the American dream and he thinks his cousin, uh, Rowan's doing so well. Yeah. Uh, and what, what life is like actually in, in America is, isn't what he thought it would be. And he's, he's actually in America for revenge. And, the taste of revenge wasn't as sweet as he thought it would be. Um, there's a very similar scene. Have you ever watched This Is England, Stu? I have. Have watched you watched this the TV England, series? Yeah. I haven't. No, I watched. I caught a little bit of it, but I've never seen it. Well, all. You, 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 there's only four episodes, like each season or three or something like that. Um, but basically, I'd, I'd recommend watching them all uh, because there's a character that. Uh, I won't name anything, but he gets revenge, right? Uh, and revenge doesn't taste as sweet as you think it does. You know, like it, it doesn't satisfy you how you think it will. It doesn't fill a gap, and uh, and that's what GTA was about. You know what I mean? Like Nico was a lost soul, uh, and he he really didn't know what he wanted in the end, and because um, he he comes across a uh, a bad guy um, who he thinks he's one of the bad guys. And because he's come to America and he's completely changed his life. You know, he's in the military in um, Badakadakistan or wherever he was. <laughs> and he he comes to America and he's, he's come out as gay. His lifestyle's changed. He's not. He doesn't even fight anymore. You know what I mean? He's a completely different guy and his values are different. Nico just doesn't know what to do with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even hate him anymore. He's just like, I don't know, you know, like, this, guy, this isn't even the same person. Like, this is a complete stranger. And then he meets the guy who he wants to meet, and he's pathetic. You know, he's he's a worthless piece of scum, and he, you know, you, you don't even have to kill him. Um, and there's great choices like with who you can kill, and and there's there's Dwayne, who's a bit of a sort of, who's moved on. He's like a gangster, but like he came back from jail and got, um, like backstabbed, and then I forgot his name, but there's like a young upcoming gangster, and he's he's really popular, but he's a dick. Um, you know, and and the scene where you ha- where you if you choose to kill Dwayne. Is heartbreaking, you know. It's just heart- like I, I think GTA Four is 
you know, story-wise, is way better than, than five. Um, I, I loved it. I just think it just got a lot of slack. Five, I, I think, is way more ambitious in terms of, like, what they did with it, you know, with the bank heist and the, the character flipping and as a, as a as a gameplay, as as a, as a game. I think GTA Five sort of holds up. It's graphically a lot better, you know. It, it just feels a lot better. They polished it all up, but I think the story of GTA Four is just something to be something to to recognise that they really did something different with GTA. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think I think that's what. Rockstar are really good at doing though, aren't they? Yeah. Is pushing the boundaries and 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 storytelling and sort of how to go about it. Yeah, because you remember before GTA Four, I mean GTA was jetpacks and silliness and and all this crazy, and there was elements of it. You know, there's like lots, certainly lots of um, play on on you know, there's a lot of social commentary and stuff, but it also had this air of like, you know, I don't think anybody would have expected them their next protagonist to be an immigrant do you know what I mean and I remember there was I think what also gone. I think also what was cool about the GTA 4 was the, just the whole opening section that sort of you landed at night and it was dark and you got picked up in a car and you didn't land you, it was you, just you sort come of, on a boat that's what I mean but you land at the docks I always say land when yeah. you you know you're docked the first, the first visual you see in GTA 4 um, is uh, a man blindfolded being spanked by a prostitute that's, that's true. the very, that very, true, very actually. first thing you see in GTA 4. Yeah. So that's, you know. But yeah, I just I just almost remember it being like this just this cool otherworldly thing, you know, when you sort of get off the boat and you're in this car and you're suddenly exploring this massive, huge city. And it was the only thing I didn't like about GTA 4 was the fact that the other islands were locked until a certain point. But that was like something from that they'd always yeah. done the up to GTA and they, they completely threw that away in, in 5 yeah yeah they did uh, they just went forget uh, it but you know I, I still I, that that was a trope of GTA that sort of stuck for some reason you know like they, they threw a lot away yeah. with the old GTAs but for some reason they kept that uh, and I suppose and they just no never mid, occurred no mid-mission checkpoints until the expansions yeah yeah I mean I'm not saying I, I, I would happily sit here and say GTA 5 is a better game you know what I mean? Like it, it, it is well. It's better made. Um, this is yeah. boring. I'm bored now. Oh, sorry. Enjoying <laughs> it. Sorry, I'll shut up. Well, it's, it's, we're, we've now reached the end of this particular discussion. So, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I haven't even done mine. I haven't even right. done mine yet. Right. Really, what um, would you want wiped out of your memory? Now. Interestingly, the one of them was going to be Monkey hey, Island. Monkey Island. Island. What else? The other two. Shut up! You got to talk, so shut your face. Um, I see. Yeah, I Monkey said Island. X. Here's why. Why? Here's why. Right. Well, I'm trying. I haven't even told I you know, why. I'd like to you to start with the game. I just like talking to you. Right. So sorry, I bored you. Monkey. <laughs> Monkey Island. Fault. I changed my mind because of what Chini said, because that's like a huge part of when I was a teenager and sat with all my mates playing it on the bed and trying to work out the puzzles and the stuff. Imaginary friends don't count, do you? (laughs) Shut up. They were real people. Uh, But I wouldn't want that out of my memory now, so I'm going to not have that anymore. Um, But one of the games I would wipe and want to play again is is Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's a good one. Because... I didn't expect it to be very good because it was like a, you know, I know it wasn't necessarily a movie tie-in, but it almost had that sort of 
tarnished with it because you thought, oh, it's Batman and it's connected to comics and. Well, there hadn't been stuff. many gonna... good Batman games uh, at all, yeah. really. You know, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a bit, bit pants, but it turned out to be like one of the best third-person action games, like stealth-wise and everything. Just everything was just brilliant about it. Yeah, and. I don't think they ever recaptured that in the in the further installments because I think what made Asylum so good was the fact that it was in like a concentrated area. Yeah. You know, that yeah. had little areas within it, but it, it made it more I don't know, just more focused somehow. And the fact that it happened over you know, one but, night like really sort of made an impact, like you could believe it, whereas yeah. all the stuff that, that yeah. happens in City and stuff is like, is this all one night? Like it's you know, like it just seems a bit odd, but yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Asylum was awesome. And it's the only, the only game that made me think that my console was broken. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One of the best. Because he, I genuinely thought I'd got a. Yeah, I thought I'd got a red ring. I thought, oh shit, it, it's red ring. I had that moment spoiled for me uh, for you. So. Was it? I thought you played it at that point no, when I talked no, about you that. Spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So when, I, when well, it happened, really I was like... Spoiler, Jenny. I mean, it's not... When it happened, I was just like, you oh, want... this is the bit where Stu was talking about, right? You wanted, you wanted, it, you wanted your mind wiped again. <laughs> but I think what was brilliant about that is it broke the fourth wall as well because, obviously, the Scarecrow wasn't only messing with Batman, he was also messing with the person playing the game. Yeah. And I think that, that, even up till now, has never been done again in the same way. And I think solid. it was just... Um, <laughs> I guess it was amazing. Metal Gear Solid yeah. did it on the PlayStation One, so it's nothing new. Right? Okay. <laughs> but it was still cool, anyway. Uh, so that's that's one of them. Uh, and two, I'm going to have two bad ones that I'd like to wipe from my memory. Actually, Deadly Premonition. Uh, no, I love that game, so I would never do that. Uh, no, Vampire Rain. I played about the first 15 minutes of yeah, that game. Yeah, game. Game. And I gave it you, and it sucked. Yeah. It was terrible. That's what Stu gives you a present. He um, gives you the worst game he's ever played. <laughs> hey, is it, is it not backwards compatible? That's the menu screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a vampire rune. Um And the other one was Body Count. Do you remember this? Yeah, that was the guys who made Black, wasn't it? Yeah, that and Black was good. Thrash group. Yeah, Body Count was awful. Yeah. I remember, I, I think I only got this on rental. I don't think I bought it. I rented it. But, God, I just remember it like, I was like, what is this? It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the person who made Black? Black was good. This is shit. I remember playing the demo for Body Count and I was like, whoa, this is, this is jank. Yeah. And to be fair, I haven't got a lot of bad games because I, I try to avoid buying bad games, yeah. you know, but... Yeah, that was on a rental, and it it was truly awful, really. Hasn't he made another one, another game since then? And that was shit as well. I, I think he's made another one since. I then. don't know. Well, terrible. Uh, and that's it for me. Let's uh, let's go back to the email because there is a little bit more. Uh, uh, right, okay. You may want to have the pleasure of playing three of your favorite games again, or you may wish to forget a game that pushed you to breaking point because of its torturous gameplay. So we've been through all that. Uh, before your memory of the games is wiped, you will be allowed to record the reasons for doing so. Yeah, we've done all that. Maybe uh, we should have read all this before this... we did all that. Yeah, we maybe should have. Yeah, we've done all that. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, three games I'd love to come uh, to fresh again are Tomb Raider 2 on the PS1. Okay. Uh, 
Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64. Yeah, that's a fine game. And Crackdown on the 360, which is a, a great shout, I've got to say, Crackdown. Zelda's a better because, game than Crackdown. Yeah, but nobody thought Crackdown was going to be good. Everyone thought that game was just to... I don't know, I just, I just don't think people were looking it. at it, really, because everybody was looking at Halo. I just not that like, people thought it was going to be bad. They just went, give me Halo, give me Halo. Yeah. I mean, it sold loads of copies on the back. I remember people saying like they had Crackdown and had never played it because they only they literally just bought it for the beach. Sure, I'm yeah. looking at the chat at all, but Piltreed said, "I wish I could forget about Monkey Island. Not high on my list, to be honest." Shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah, whatever. Who knows? Uh, Hardly Dan said he'd like to be able to play Telltale's Fables again. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was all right, but I didn't think it was. It was all right. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Mass Effect Two, oh, yeah. which is oh, is God, amazing, which is amazing. We'll, we'll God, I'll that. Love and Fable Two, and Fable Two, Fable Two, fuck fuck Peter Molyneux. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. Uh, anyway, he says chowing down on the gaming goodness, Derek. So thanks, Derek. We like yeah, that. Yeah, thanks. That's Thank good, you, Derek. Um, right, we have got some speed pipes in there. We do need to get the hell out of yes. here. So let's do those. <laughs> oh. It's the way to leave a no, message no, for You know, the thing I love most about that jingle is that it features all of us in kind of equal proportion. So, Yeah, it does. All Good right, jingle. the first uh, speak pipe comes to us from Community Manager. It's 30 seconds long. You like American music. I like Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to know. Is it hurting anybody's feelings that the big chan is going on pilchards and cream? I'm just saying. It's the name of the show, the cream of the crop, baby. Just just give us an answer. I didn't realize that was why it was called that. Yeah. Yeah. Well this that's why it's called this got awkward. Cream. <laughs> yeah. I've gotta say, when I when I did see no, I'm yeah, Pilchies. doing other podcasts. I don't want to sit and talk with other people. I'm barely keeping awake exactly. here. Exactly. Well, well, you say what you like, Jimmy. When I saw Pilchies big capital letters, Chinny's on the show. I was like, oh yeah, I see where his uh, his thoughts are at. You know uh-huh. what I mean? What's the Duchess giving me now? Yeah. A fortune? Why are you giving me this towel? It goes with yeah. the Gugon. Put it his this best way. possession is a sympathetic wife. I wouldn't know. My wife's busting my butt. Trying to record a podcast. She's screaming into the mic. I wonder what the hell that That's was. The Duchess. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus Christ. She has got problems. Ow, get off me. Ow. Intelligible. <laughs> Look, don't be having sex on the show, right? You can do what you like, but you're not doing get that. Get a room. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, they will be getting a room in the next few days, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, what's the... <laughs> How do you feel about pilchers and cream? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, right? Whether he wants me on the show or not now, that is he's burnt his bridges Ship with me. Ship has sailed. Yeah, whatever. You're Ship a fucking sailed, baby. slag. You'll go on anything. I'm not going, I going on this show. I'll tell you what. He asked me. I've got to go. No, Screw you, you. Next pipe is I will. Chef I Bluto. 30 seconds. Yeah, suck it up. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm cooking tacos right now. And it got me same person. It's Jason again. <laughs> They're always the same person. Do me a favor. Could you start 
uh, podcast, uh, cooking show. <laughs> I know you've talked about it before, but uh, I like to know some of those secret recipes. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, basically, if you're not going to do that, you can suck it. But you could at least uh, put a couple of recipes on the website. Everybody would appreciate that. Thank you. I don't know. What what recipes would you like? You know? Brilliant. Um, I don't know. I don't think sort of audio translates very well for recipes, what, if I'm being really Stu, honest. When you come around and sleep over for EGX, why don't we put GoPros, <laughs> you film why don't we put GoPros on our heads and make a cooking well, let's show? Let's do it. We can do that. Yes, definitely. We'll, that's the deal. Stu. We'll do it. Cooking with Chini and Stu. We'll definitely Ch- do that. Yeah, make go a, on a nice thick soups. So you can call it Stew, Chini and Stew. He still, Ginny still has to decide what he wants me to cook yet. You know, because I'm going to cook whatever he wants. I don't know. know. Prefer the surprise. But he's a bit boring, so we're going to be getting, like, I don't know, corned beef hash or something. Well, what would you you cook? (laughs) Fishing. I don't know, but it's up to you. I don't know. What do you like? I like all sorts of things that you won't like like because you're fussy, you know. (laughs) Meaty things. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll come up with something anyway. Near we'll, the time. we'll sort that out. Though. We'll do. We'll All definitely right. do that. The that final will be speak pipe funny. is from Mind F. Oh, someone else. Hey guys, sorry for the multiple speak. It's the sis Jason again. <laughs> oh my god, this one's pretty important because I keep seeing all this stuff about Duke's book. Bullshit. It's not important. Mind wipe and. I'm just curious, why would anybody want to purchase a book that the full intention is to just screw with your mind, to brainwash? <laughs> why would I volunteer for that? Can you please explain, Duke? I would appreciate that. Also, are you a fan of the Transformers? <laughs> no. And guys, last question, do you like American music? Well, y'all are gonna have to answer that because my answer is yes. I mean, some of it, some of it's good, some of it's shit. I don't, I, yeah, I was gonna say. I think it depends what he means by American music. What he means by American music, country and western. That would um, be no. I mean, some of it. Billy Nelson's, you know, or country. You know, if he means like I don't know something like I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure some American bands out. I'm not big on American bands. Public Enemy, really Hello, honest. Dead Press, Brother Ali. Dale, Eric, being yeah, like him, EP. I'm not, I'm not massive into rap. If I'm being honest, I do, I don't mind it, but it's not my Chemical first Brothers, go-to hello. music selection. Crystal Method, they're good. Chemical Brothers aren't bloody American. Are they really not? No, the British. I thought they were from Brooklyn. No, Crystal Method are. Crystal well, Method are American. Crystal Method, then shut Chemical. up. <laughs> no, no, I don't know why I thought Chemical Brothers were from. Yeah, I have no idea stupid. why I thought Chemical Brothers. Anyway, were uh, look, the the I don't know where the word brainwash came from because you're right, it mind wipe does sound like brainwash, but it's the exact opposite. Um, 
And I realized that Stu was making jokes. Oh, he's the angriest guy I know. Blah, blah, blah. I actually wrote about that in the book. So if you'll allow me just real quick, I want to write this. Uh, I want to read this. I want to write this. I'm going to write a book right now on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Well, live on the show. Oh, shit. The Vietnamese we'll monk Thich Nhat Hanh is the poster child for tranquility and mindfulness. When Oprah Winfrey met him for the first time in 2010, she said, quote, just being in your presence, I feel less stressed than when the day started, end quote. I'm not that guy. People who know me know I am energetic, passionate, and bombastic. I speak with gusto and volume, and I love to argue. Ah! Most of this is the result of my teaching style. In order to shake young people out of their comatose doldrums, I work hard to infect them with my love for life, my passion for writing, and my desire to change the world. I won't deny that I'm a loud person, so I'm not surprised if some people are skeptical Ah! when I offer suggestions on how to deal with stress or achieve mental clarity. Thank you, Duchess. You can stop screaming into the mic now. It's not as cute as it was the first time. You need a new environment. Go on vacation. Hey, that is a good fortune. That's a fortune, though. That's a good idea. I mean, you should definitely yes, do that. Yes, it is advice. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I understand why people think that. But, hey, you know what? Uh, I've got some ways that I get calm when I need to, and maybe they'll be useful for other people. So, look out. Buy my book. Mind wipe. M-I-N-D-U-F-P-E. Does it does – it, does it include weed? Because that can wipe you. No, mind, that doesn't. It dulls your senses, and that's not what I'm looking for. Mindfulness is about being in. T- hey, uh, chill. You'd be chilled Dude, though. You have chilled. You're not smoking be? the right things, man. Dude, you'd be so chilled. and man. antsy and anxious when they ingest tetrahydrocannabinol. Oh, there you go. We'll look at you with the fancy names. Um, Calm <laughs> down. I a bit of crack. <laughs> I'm just now. actually. Uh, no, just one more thing. You know, we talk about American bands. Actually, uh, I really okay. like the door. It's time so for a you. shout out. Hey! Shout out! Uh, shout out. I don't know. Shout you guys out. Shout Ginny out for being stupid and podcasting for a bit whilst he was driving home. I'd like that to shout out um, the people who sent in speak pipes Jason. <laughs> and also Jason. 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 Hey, that was live, Hingy, wasn't it? Jason. Heavy rain. Jason, I'd like to thank Jason, Jason for uh, Jason. screaming in the mic. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> and yeah, shout out to you guys and everybody who's been playing. Antonio has been playing some Rocket League with me, so shout out to him and Rogue as always. And uh, Amras sent me a picture of him with my book, so thank you. I'm not making another gallery, but thanks for the picture, dude. Buy my oh. book, Chini. Uh, I'd like to you. shout out. Uh... Buy my book. I don't know, like Fine. God, mum, your mum for making it possible. My mum. My fuck. My mum is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, your mum is, is cool. cool. She is cool. I would agree. Um, she is cool. cool she is cool. Um, Tara, what about yeah, Tara? Shout out Tara. We was baking yesterday. Tara. Oops. Oh, we only baked to Victoria's birthday for the 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 girls, but like Katara's uh, little cousin um, birthday today. That's why I was late. Yeah. Um, and she her favorite cake is Victoria's sponge with strawberry jam. So we made that for yeah. her. Yeah, Kay's, Kay's been baking this week Ooh, as well because it was her last week at work. You see, so she always takes a cake in. Has on she changed her job? So now she's off. For, no, she's off for six weeks for the school. Oh, holidays, all right, yeah. she? She has six weeks off every year, and then all the other school holidays as well. She has she has as many holidays off as a teacher. I'm yes. telling you, deserves more time. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, she made a malted chocolate Ooh. cake. 
And it was quite good, actually. It was an unusual flavor because you make it with, you know, like Ovaltine yeah. chocolate. Always drink. Oh, is it whole? Yeah, or Holy chocolate or whatever. But, you know, whatever. like, yeah. Yeah, whole, whichever one anyway. But you make it with that. So it was it was kind of an interesting taste. It was quite close textured as well. I didn't but think I quite she liked did, it. She oh, doesn't cook, do. does she, Kay? You do the cooking. No, no, she, she bakes. Bake. She does loads That's of That's the baking. same as me. I, I don't yeah, cook really, uh, but I, I can bake. Yeah, a Twitter a Twitter name is something like K Cake Baker or something right. like that. It is sweet. So yeah, she 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 cooks lo- bakes loads of cakes. She's like a massive baker. Mm. I didn't say no, master say baker, but she's a massive. Yeah, she so she does like uh, she's a, she's into bake. She does a bit quite a bit of sewing as well. She likes sewing, like making stuff. So she's she's kind of creative, Thick. you know, but. Yeah, I don't do too much too much in the the way. I bake loads of cakes at work, but at home I very rarely bake cakes. So there you go. Um, and that's about it, I guess. So we need to get the hell out of here, cause it's thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to go to vghub.net, find out other awesome video game podcasts and communities. And that's the show. We're done. Done. Listen, I don't have time to play with the phone here. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. Uh, so what time's your flight? Uh, middle of the day. Yeah, no, that's not too bad then. It's not... Yeah, it's not like I have to get up at silly o'clock in the morning to get on your plane. I don't suppose. Because I get up silly o'clock in the morning anyway. But we also have to bring the dog in to the place where we're boarding him. So. Oh, right. Is that like the kennels? Is it what we call it over here? Does he like going? It's okay. Yeah, because some some dogs they hate it, don't they? Yeah, he's kind of sad, but you know, he's all right. He's a good. Yeah. Yeah, Kay Kay's mum used to have a dog and. When they used to go and get it after the holidays, yeah. it wouldn't come out. He just wanted to stay there. <laughs> yeah, well, you say, like, you know, paws out. <laughs> Don't drag me. I'm no. stopping here. It's good. They give me loads of treats and stuff. I like it here. Um, so yeah, but they other dogs feed me every it, day. So. What? Dog like <laughs> they feed. Gotta feed every yeah, well, day. They take me for walks and what? stuff. <laughs> you are never coming back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, never coming back. So are you visiting all your relatives again? Dude? Mom, we're visiting my brother and his family. We are visiting Diane's family. Wow, so it's going to yeah. be a big road trip. Well, fly you make it, and road trip. You making a video? No, fly no we're not making fly a video trip. this time. No, because no, he's not well, driving. driving he's for flying. some of it. But... I like his video. Yeah, if you got hiring a car I down I appreciate there. that. I would like to make one again sometime, but I actually have a video idea for a longer video at some point, but... I got a lot of other stuff going on too. There's somebody who might be interested in the teaching book, so a publisher. So about had to spend a lot of time this weekend proofreading and sending that off. So hopefully wow. I'll have some good news next wow. time. Uh, we'll well, next time we talk to you, you might be like a big like author. Yeah, we'll what, is what do you want, Dad? Come and have a cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Bob the businessman. We haven't heard from I him in a while. Buck. I love the buck. It reminds me of Harry Potter. Yeah. It's it's actually about 
teaching. I love Harry Potter. Can you make it about Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. About I, teaching, go ahead. You sound I like Sam Chapman doing the American in that Monty Python sketch. I suppose I could change a few things around, make it you know like more story based, yeah. like fictional maybe. Yeah, and and wizards. Well, the, it's sort of based on real life, really. Put wizards in it. We got a deal. Well, I suppose I could. And if you notice something like that, a wizard did it. I see. All right. Yes, but in episode AG four, wizard. You see, that just reminds me of the scene out of Elf with Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, where he's like the, the hot shot I've never orphan. seen Elf. <laughs> How, I mean, oh, oh, my God. my God. Seriously, I cannot believe you've never Why? seen Elf. Why is that so hard to believe? Because it's such an amazing it, like, film. lots of amazing so films great. you haven't watched. No, but like, it's well, one of the best listen, Christmas films. To what you're saying. I can't believe you haven't watched one of the many millions of films that are out there. Stop it. Stop it, Stu. Stop it. Uh, By the way, I watched watched the first episode of Preacher this week. Oh, my God. Have you not watched Preacher? Oh, my God. You're such an idiot. Um, I've read comic books, and they're awesome. I've not watched the show yet. One of the guys from uh, This is England is in Preacher. I don't know about that, but I swear to God, right, I watched the first episode and I have no clue what the bloody hell was going on. It, so loved it, it looked then. incredible. And I, I did love it, but I have no idea what the hell was going on. It was like amazing. A, basically but it's like, an hour of deadly uh, premonition. Spoilers, right? But, but it's got one of the funniest clips that I've ever seen. It's like a very small part of the episode, but... There's, just to cut a long story short, there's this thing that makes people explode, right? And, and there's a, a news report on the telly in the background and it's saying that Tom Cruise exploded at a Scientology seminar or something. I was just like, that's kind of cool. And he must have had to agree to that being yeah. on there. <laughs> uh, it's All just right, brilliant. Off. Um, All right. <laughs> Gotta go. All right. Radio, thanks, thanks for everyone listening, for listening. Everybody. And uh, thank you. Gaming is stopping now.